0: 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. friends.
1: The death toll continues to rise across Turkey and Syria, at this hour surpassing 12,000 since Monday's massive earthquake. The WHO warning tonight that number could reach 20,000 killed. Rescue teams are digging through rubble of collapsed buildings bucket by bucket in a desperate search for survivors. Joe Biden is a, a person of vision,
2: knowledge, judgment, strategic thinking to get the job done. A remarkable two years and, again, connects very empathetically with the American people. So I, I hope he runs. I'm for him if he runs. And I know that the Democrats will fully embrace him. If he runs, it's over.
3: Breaking news. Late night on the West Coast, early morning on the East Coast. The next uh, are not, there are no more, at least as they started this season. Kevin Durant is headed to see Kevin
4: Durant is a Phoenix Sun.
5: morning, the Nielsen-rated number one news talk show in New York City, the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America we are. Sitting friends in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I like this one. You know, I got a text out, Lou, yesterday from my buddy Mike Sullivan. And you may remember a couple of weeks ago, Mike and Peter Castellano from Western Beep and and uh, Stephen Van Zandt, actually little Stevie, called me and said, hey, if you want to come down to Florida to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood with Jim Allen, you can come on down, and uh, Bruce is going to do his second show. He started in Tampa. Then he went to Fort Lauderdale. You can uh, check out Bruce's show, stay with us. They had a big party Monday night, blah, blah, blah. We couldn't make it because Danielle started a new job, but they uh, they went from Fort Lauderdale to Dallas yesterday, and uh, Mike Sullivan texted me about 100 pictures of Bruce and Van Zant and Mike and all those guys. And on the way to Dallas for the next show this morning. And then Sully is going to uh, celebrate his, I think, 30-year wedding anniversary somewhere in Spain. Well, Pretty good you, week.
6: Yeah, why don't you pass it on to me then? <laughs>
5: yeah, I, I uh, know. Of course, so. yeah. no, you know. He's going. He's going to Dallas. He's going to two shows. Oh. for Lauderdale he went to, now he's going to Dallas. Okay, We're going to go, you and I, to the Garden. We are. Yeah. Good. Yeah, done Thank deal. You. Thank done you. deal. Thank you. I got a whole bunch of tickets for Ready. us and then the charity that we're going to auction off. And I tell you folks every day, please follow us, Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD, Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So the reason why I started with Springsteen was New Jersey, because I told you guys yesterday when I was leaving the show, I was going to meet my friend Louis Ruelas, who's actually really good friends with Bo Deedle. Louis is married to Teresa, Teresa Jewedice, the big... OG star of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And Louie and I have been talking a bit the last couple of weeks. And he said, hey, let's get some lunch. So uh, he took his 19-year-old son, Louis, same name, and uh, and I went over to Rosanna Scato's restaurant, Fresco, and we had a great lunch. And I was telling Andrew Giuliani that uh, we had the burgers because I can't eat, like, hot Italian food all day long, especially in the afternoon. Like, I have my, my dinner foods, my lunch foods. I said, Louie, Give me something that's good here for lunch. I've only been there for dinner. And he said, Sid, they got great burgers here. So we had the burgers. It was great. And we had a terrific lunch. That was how my day started after the show. And then, of course, a late-night dinner. I mean, we're usually in bed by 9.30, me and Danielle. She's up, as we speak, running already, training for the Tokyo Marathon, her 36th, coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm up at 3.30 in the morning. So we try to go to bed by 9, 9.30. I didn't start dinner, start dinner
4: until 10 to 10 last night. 10 to 10. And that's coming off a day with no sleep in the State of the Union over here. Correct. You are just a zombie, but still, even (laughs) with that, you still have... Ten times more energy than Joe Biden did <laughs> at the State of the Union, although I will say... We will get to that. At the beginning of that State of the Union, I thought he might have gotten into Hunter's stash, because he
7: came in hot there
4: the he first, did. like, yeah. 25 minutes. Well, not really hot.
5: He actually tried to make a joke. It felt really flat about Chuck Schumer. He... But
4: he was moving... Fa- what I'm saying is his speech pattern was yeah. really fast. Yeah, no, was and I was, not, like, was, I was not, questioning, did he, yeah. he get into Hunter's
5: good stuff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is Andrew imagine. Giuliani, of course. So I was exhausted going into yesterday. Did the show lunch with Louis, Dinner with the mayor last night. I'll get to some of those specifics... So I walked into my hotel room at midnight, and I was up at uh, 3.48. So another two consecutive days of less than four hours of sleep. Now, before we get to the State of the Union, which uh, Andrew just brought up, the big sports news, which, believe it or not, MSNBC. MSNBC this morning, what did they start with? Did they start with AOC? No. Did they start with the real possibility that Joe Biden is going to announce he's running again in 2024? No. Did they start with any one of these New York stories like Eric Adams, the mayor, saying, hey, the Latinos and the Asians are leaving our party because of this woke nonsense, which he's right about. He's getting some heat for that. No. What did MSNBC and their 19 people, I mean 19 people,
4: <laughs> That's true, right? It's Joe, Mika, Mike Barnacle, Geisel, I mean, I don't even, there's it 20 people there. That makes the sports pregame shows look like it's uh, nothing. Right. There. It's unbelievable.
5: And they started with sports, this blockbuster trade, which happened overnight. You may not even know about it right now. And that is the Brooklyn Nets have, in fact, traded superstar Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, who got Devin Booker back a couple of days ago. They're only two years removed from winning the championship. So he's out, and now Brooklyn has done what I said, Phil. They should do days ago. Once they dealt Kyrie Irving, you got to get rid of Durant, too. Now they're all gone. James Harden is gone. Kyrie Irving is gone. Kevin Durant is gone. They got four protected first-round picks between 2023 and 2029. A bunch of players outside of Bridges who have no future here. But in the end, Joe Tsai did what he had to do, which was clean house. I said this days ago. you got to clean house. you got to start over. They tried it. Congratulations! They brought in all these mega superstars. They gave it a real go in Brooklyn. It was a complete disaster. And once you trade Kyrie, you can't hold on to Kevin Durant. Yeah. And now we go. So, Bill, uh, what do you think, Kevin Durant? You're, you were wrong about this, by the way.
8: Well, my opinion was they should keep him, and I still. Well, no, you said you,
5: you said they, you thought they would keep him.
8: And yeah, uh, I, I thought why, they would. Yeah. So your
5: quote was, "Watch out for the Nets when Durant came back," and I said, Lewis... They're dead. I, he I can't I, win by himself.
8: So the main thing I ran by was they're not done trading, and I was right about that. Yeah, they traded away another superstar. <laughs> I, yeah. They did. Yeah. Trade, they did continue trading. That's, that's yeah. what they did. But uh, I still think they made a the mistake here. They have no, Why? they don't have, they, why'd they make a mistake? Because If you're going to be a bad team, yeah. a lot of teams, you know, they go, all right, we're going to go uh, embrace the tank. I don't think they're bad enough to be like a full, like the worst team in the league, especially not this year. They're
5: not good enough to win. Yeah. He is not happy here. He no. never yeah. plays. Mm-hmm. He's been often injured more than Kyrie Irving or almost as much as Ben Simmons. He's not a really good guy. He hasn't embraced New York or this audience who
8: cares? I think he's embracing New York.
4: How old is he? 35 34. 34 years 34. old. You Thirty-four. You think he's embraced
8: New York? Yeah, yeah. Kevin sure. Durant. He, he was he was doing a bunch of stuff in New York before he even came here. Back when he was well, in Well, that his business is yes. Yeah. I think he has a warehouse in New Brooklyn. York more before he was here than yeah. he was here. I, I haven't had, seen, seen him out on the town. You never see seen his him. business oh, uh, boardroom is, is is stationed. You in never see him. He, uh, he, he, he's a season ticket holder for the New York Liberty. He okay, great. He is a zero percent of the New York fabric. Are you a
4: season ticket holder for the New for the New York Liberty, film?
8: I have not gone to a game yet. Why not? Yeah, this year I might. Why not? They, have, they kind of have a super team building, but
4: I, I heard about
8: that. Uh, but may, maybe I'll stop by once or twice uh, all season. You should. But, but uh, D- Durant, I, I think I still think Brooklyn's making a mistake here. I mean, obviously the. the I don't care what you think. It's
5: stupid. Uh, more importantly, there's Phoenix now. They made the right move. I said it for days. Get rid of everybody. Just get rid of them. They're all no good. They're all malcontents. They don't want to be here. We don't want to get out. So now, does Phoenix? Uh become one of the favorites again to win the West. I know Dallas won last night with Kyrie
8: Irving. Yeah, surely out of the West, they're definitely the favorites. I I thought this year the the West was kind of like there's. I mean, you can look at the standings, and if uh, the fourth place team, the third place team, Sacramento could lose four games and they're in twelfth place, right? Like that middle of the pack is so condensed, yeah. And it's it's easy for uh, Phoenix, who was you know struggling without Devin Booker, to finally push out of the pack and become easily the favorites to come out of the West. Please
5: All right, look. so uh, Kyrie Irving made his debut for the Dallas Mavericks last night, and they won, and he played well, and they found time after the Mavericks game to ask Kyrie Irving about the Nets trading Kevin Durant. And here's what Kyrie Irving had to say. Lou Rapino, Kyrie Irving, cut number 19.
8: Uh, well, it's not the first time we'll be uh, in a competition as brothers. Uh, you know... I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty, uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive, and whether that be together or whether that be apart, there's never been one moment where I felt like um, he's been angry at me for decisions I've made or I've been angry at him. Um, we've just tried to understand each other a lot better and um, grow as human beings, grow as brothers. Um, you know, his business changes so quickly. Um, he's getting a little bit older. I'm getting a little bit older. I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more. And What a jerk off. you, you got two coaches uh, fired. Yeah, yeah. for <laughs> yeah, you. My God. Good for geez. you.
6: And uh, didn't win anything.
5: Hey, uh, Phil, <laughs> also one more. I know Jalen Brunson on the Knicks is really happy to have his college teammate, Jason Hart,
8: <clears throat> back on his team What's uh, what's that Nick trade all about? Two college teammates. Uh, less notably than, than Jalen Brunson, Ryan Archidiakono also plays. Uh, oh, right. And, and th- those three all won a national championship together in 2016. That's right. Yes. And also, uh, another guy that's now in New York, Mikel Bridges on the other team, he was on that same team too. Right, So right. four guys from that same championship. No,
5: something. but it, but I know Brunson was specifically excited oh, yeah, about Hawks.
8: That, that video, uh, there's a video of him who, uh, where he was told the news, someone showed him a phone with the notification, yeah. he freaked out. He freaked out, yeah. yeah. he's yeah. super happy. Josh Hart's a good player. He's really good, good player.
5: player. All right. So the Knicks are now back. The Nets are dead. Uh,
3: The Nets are dead. Back to what?
5: (laughs) I mean, this guy, Cam Thomas, scores 45 points every single night. Who is this guy? Three straight games of 40-plus points. And not one person in New York could have known his name a week ago.
8: Youngest player to ever do that,
5: too. I know. Unbelievable. All right, let's get back to uh, the business at hand. You mentioned, Andrew, the State of the Union. You thought that Joe Biden came out pretty hot. I was surprised he actually lasted <laughs> 73 too. minutes. Howard Trump made the same point on this show yesterday. Uh, we'll get your take now.
4: We got everybody else's yesterday. What was your take on the president? Well, it was just, uh, it was a fictional speech, really. If you look at everything that he had talked about in it, I mean, it was really just he was selling a bill of goods to the United States that just was not true when he talked about the state of the union. Never mentioned really the fact that inflation was, uh, 2% under Trump and now it's, Eight percent, probably real inflation. When you look at the price of eggs and groceries, we're like 15, 20 percent. That's all under Joe Biden. It's all his responsibility. I thought one of the best lines that Sarah Sanders gave in her rebuttal was he can't protect our border and he can't protect our skies. And I think it's a perfect microcosm of this administration. Remember. They have not solved this border issue. And you have, as you said the other day, you have Kamala Harris sitting back there looking like an idiot who has just completely said, hey, I'm not doing anything about this border crisis that I have been handed over. Honestly, Curtis Seawood did a better job as the rat are than she's done as the borders <laughs> are and He got that. hired after about a minute. That's <laughs> yeah. how much better it is. So uh, to me, it was just a, a fictional, fictional speech. Uh, I thought Sarah did a great job rebutting it. Uh, I was surprised that Joe was able to last. that was one of the things, but I looked at him. he was moving so fast in the very beginning of that speech uh it, it like i said I, I say this in jest, but I was wondering if he was if he was maybe on something because he was his speech pattern was just a lot faster than I remember it being in a while his uh wife jill well that was a uh that kiss with yeah uh, that was weird with with emhoff with with emhoff. The second, yeah. with yeah. the second gentleman. With the that was helmet. like a real kiss on the lips. Yeah, that was. was I
5: mean, I, I'm a very warm guy, very touchy feely, and I will kiss you. But like that, that seemed a bit much. Yeah, you know? it was. It yeah. was
4: very. I mean, hey, look, I'm from an Italian family over here, and right. we get very, you know, intimate with our kisses, with our aunts and uncles and all that stuff. I remember I had nightmares about that as a kid, going <laughs> yeah. in and be like, "Hey, yeah. how, what am I going to get on my uh, on my cheeks over here?" But uh, that was uh, that was a little
5: that was weird yeah. right there. That was. So his uh, wife, Jill. Is a Philadelphia Eagle fan. She's mm-hmm. from Philly, so she's on her way to the Super Bowl like Brian Kilmeade is this morning, right. Sunday. Are of course, watch together you think Joe Biden and Brian Brian Kilmeade? That'd be surprising. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Super Bowl fifty-seven on Sunday, the Chiefs and the Eagles. So um, I guess Jill is on her way there. And uh, Joe Biden talked about that at the Super Bowl. He tried to make a Super Bowl joke. He tried to make a Chuck Schumer joke. All of them felt really flat. (laughs) But you could see with the Super Bowl uh, talk, he had no idea what it is. This is uh, Joe Biden, State of the Union, talking about his wife heading to the Super Bowl. Lewis, cut number three.
9: By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the... The game tomorrow, uh, next week, I have to stay home. <laughs> oh <my Yeah>. <laughs> Got to work something out here. Yeah. So, so tomorrow...
4: Why, why does he have to stay home? He can go to the Super yeah. Bowl. He, he says well. tomorrow,
5: of course, it's a Tuesday night. That ain't going to be a Wednesday the Super Bowl. Next week, we know it's this Sunday, so we're over two. Over yeah. two for
4: Joe Biden. The Super Stanley Cup uh, series. uh she's going <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, over two. I can't stand when Fox shows Jill Biden all the time when she's at the Eagles game, which, look, it's fine, do that, but when I think about how they wouldn't give Trump the time of day uh, when he was at these events, sometimes yeah. in the college football stuff, but uh, I, I thought it was, uh, obviously, again, how different the media treats Trump versus Biden.
5: There's only, uh that was only one, we've got four Joe Biden, I uh, guess, mishaps from the State of the Union. That was one. Super Bowl tomorrow, on a Wednesday, first time ever, or next week. Another one of those are right. Then he's got the parents of this uh, poor young man, Tyree Nichols, who was killed by the cops in Memphis. And you would think, with all the news this story has received, and deservedly so, that he would know the kid's name is Tyree Nichols. You would think that, right? Wrong. Joe Biden cut number two. Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom oh, true. Stop it right there. Some whose mom? His name is Tyree Nichols, right? Yeah. One more time. Cut number let's two. Let's
9: commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom. Tyler, true.
5: Right. Okay, no good. Now let's go to <laughs> oh, no.
4: yeah. His name's only been said ten thousand <laughs> I mean, times. A, in a million the last two times. No. I know.
5: Then he goes to introduce the Ukrainian ambassador. Not the State of the Union. And this, this a was guy. a real mess. They,
4: they should have just said ambassador. They should have God, just said ambassador for this guy. Oh, Let's God. hear this.
5: This was rough. Joe Biden, <laughs> cut number one.
9: We did what America always does at our best. We led. We united NATO. We built a global coalition. We stood against Putin's aggression. We stood with the Ukrainian people to tonight. We're once again joined by Ukrainian's ambassador to the United States. She represents not her, just her nation. But the courage of your people, Ambassador, is our ambassador is here. <laughs> United, in our, we're in. The United, in our support of your country. Would you stand so we can all take a look at you?
4: I can see the discussion before that speech with the speechwriter being like, uh, "Joe, I'm going to put this in, Mr. President. I'm going to put this in. If you feel good, give it a go. But I'm putting in parentheses if you're not feeling so good about it, don't give it a go." And Joe said, "No, no, put it in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going ready. for it, baby. Yeah, I'm ready, baby."
10: Have Ambassador,
5: my friend uh, Lynn Hart. She checks in going back to the Super Bowl and Jill Biden. She goes, "Good morning, Mark Simone. She's a big Simone fan." Mark Simone says Jill is way too friendly with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Yeah, they they, ha- they were sitting close last time. Yeah. They showed him up there. Mark Simone said yesterday, keep an eye on that situation. So, are
4: we thinking there's a love triangle between <laughs> I, I, Roger I don't, I don't, Goodell, Doctor Jill Biden, I don't and Doug Emhoff? Is that this what could we're be like the uh, the
5: roller coaster scene in the movie Fear? <laughs>
8: Lewis with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Remember that? Oh, oh God. That, I can't remember Whoever, whoever texted you that is correct, too. There was a picture, Hort, of, yeah. Yeah, there was a picture of him like, kissing, and it looked a little too uh, yeah. touchy. Yeah. So yeah.
4: Jill Biden really gets in there for her kisses. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe does, too. I mean, does he yeah, not? That's true. That's They're both true. very uh, intimate. So the
8: first everybody. thing
5: I said to Dr. Mark Siegel, and even, I think, Dr. Maria, she was on that day, right. after the uh, the kid from Buffalo suffered cardiac arrest. And you just pointed at me, Phil, because you know I'm right. Yep. First thing I said to both of them was not only is this kid gonna be okay because he's twenty four years old and the world was freaking out, he gonna play again. Well, well we don't know. We gotta see what happens, the damage to his heart. I said, guys, he ain't going to medical school. Okay? He's not gonna be a neurologist. He's gonna play football. Bet on it. I said it to Siegel, and I said it to Doctor Maria, and what was the story yesterday? Hamlin for the Bills getting ready. To return to football. Yeah, I mean,
4: what's his choice? Yeah, what do you think he's gonna do? Well, I could, see, I could see now, considering every all the attention that he got. Getting a job in the booth somewhere or getting a job? Oh, God, in, he can't speak. Yeah, but but still, right? This guy was a national square. Nah, raised $9 million, $10 million yeah, for off, one his, day. off his thing. But still, I think the NFL would love to parade him out there. But what would be better right. for them is if he can get out there for a game and then retire. I don't think he's retiring. No, he's playing. He's, no, he's still, playing. But, he's 25 years old. Yeah, but I, I do think the NFL is going to be watching him very closely because the last thing they want is for something to happen to him after all this. so That is gonna, fair. Their eyes are going to be on him. Yeah, that is him. fair. Just like yeah. that. Yeah. 1-800-848-WABC.
5: 1-800-848-9222. It's always a great guest list. On a Thursday, we'll start with 740. Judge Andrew Napolitano on every week does a great job. 840, it is the ratings grab of the week. There's no segment on WABC, that gets higher ratings than Sid and Bill O'Reilly. 840 Thursday mornings. He'll be here at 840 and live in studio. An absolute blast. My main man, Bo Deedle. He was at Avro last night. I was at Wolfgang, and we'll talk about that conversation. Coming up at 9.05, Andrew Giuliani in studio. Lou and Phil are here. Got two great shows coming up before Sunday's big Super Bowl against Kansas City and Philadelphia. Sitting friends in the morning. And we're coming back right after this.
0: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning
12: Seventy
0: Seven WABC. So far.
5: Carol King, 81 years old today, hard to believe. Happy birthday, Carol, one of my favorite artists, 81 years old. I tell you, Lewis, every time we do this, we do this every day, we go back in history, birthdays. For example, the Beatles made their first ever appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show on this date, Magic Johnson that all star game when he came back after leaving because of AIDS and kissed <laughs> Isaiah Thomas on the court. You remember that, Andrew, right? Yep. <laughs> that was on this date. But, you know, we start doing these, these artists every day. You listen, Andrew, when you're on twice a week. And we start mentioning the ages. And they're always 75, 78, 81, Carol King. And she was born the same year my parents were born. Is that Absolutely. right? Yeah.
0: Are your mom and dad both alive? They're, I'm sorry.
5: They
6: are gone. Thank you. That's fine. I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't know that. No. They they don't have to see the tragedy of what's become of their son. So that's... Uh, no, no, no. Their I'm son's sure. great. I sure. thought you were going to say New York City. No. That's... Uh, that's I thought you were going to say that. That's actually true. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing I was joking about. <laughs> we'll get to my dinner with uh, Mayor Eric
5: Adams, uh, which was great last night, uh, about this city. But I have to tell you this, Andrew. The cover of today's New York Post, mm-hmm. To Grill a Mockingbird... Pressed on censoring post story about Hunter Biden. Officials say they don't recall. This, of course, is, uh, Ray and all those guys. And I love Miranda Devine. She's a very, very close personal friend. Even wrote a blurb in my most recent book. I know you're friends with the two. And, uh, Tucker does a great, I'm getting tired of this story. It's been around now for like years and years. Every couple of weeks, it resurfaces Hunter, Hunter's laptop. I'm tired. If I don't see an indictment, Some repercussion for Hunter Biden your dad's involved, too.
4: If I don't see something over the next couple of months, I don't hear about it anymore. Is something going to happen here? Well, I think one of the reasons why it's resurfaced so strongly now is because Hunter Biden's attorney is actually trying to go after my father, trying to go after uh, Mac Isaac. Uh, yeah, but, trying but, to go after, I know Costello. what he's trying to do. I know so what that, try- that's what he's trying to do. I know, he's but, trying but, to but, but, but I had Joe Tacapino. So I, I
5: had Joe Takepino on the show last week, and what he's trying to do mm-hmm. and what he can do are two different things. I know he's trying to go after your father right. and do these things. All he's doing is going on the offense mm-hmm. because he's been playing defense for the better part exactly. of two years. Your father is in zero trouble right. with Hunter here, yeah. zero. So what he's doing, it's nonsense. So the question remains. When is something going to happen to Hunter Biden after
4: years now of hearing all this stuff? Well, that's why it's in the news. When is it going to happen? It should have happened already. I mean, this is as obvious as it gets. When you want to connect a pay-for-play scheme, uh, it's as simple as possible, right? I mean, you had the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden at the time, who was in charge of policy for both Ukraine, for China, uh, and you had Hunter who was profiting off of that. We have the emails. We have Hunter saying, here's 10 for the big guy. And, and, and th- there are so many more things that actually connect this. Uh, to me, this is slammed, this is easy as it gets. And just seeing the stuff that I've seen, and I haven't seen half of the stuff that my father's seen, or the Bernie Carrick seen. Yeah. So to me, yeah. this is, uh, it's again, the justice system has been politicized. Really, yeah. I think it's been over the last 15 years, starting with Eric Holder, Obama's first attorney general. Uh, and we're seeing it again. Uh Sadly, when is it going to happen? I don't know, Sid. Yeah. I hope I, I it should have happened already. That's that's the answer. Should have happened already.
5: And I remember sitting here years ago, actually at the old studios, Andrew, mm-hmm. with Bernie, God rest his soul. We're live today from the Bernard McGurk studios, even though they ripped the sign down. So I remember sitting with Bernie on a summer day at Two Penn Plaza. Mm-hmm. Jim Comey walks out there, he's still one of the FBI, and he goes on for 30 minutes about why Hillary Clinton is guilty. All those emails just <laughs> evaporated. 30 minutes, Andrew, why she's guilty. And then he does this. But, yeah, we're not going to do much about it. <laughs> what? So no. so she was supposed to go to prison. Yep. She hasn't. Andrew Cuomo was supposed to go to prison. He gets to keep $5 million. He hasn't. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden. So all I'm saying is, in the seven years I've been back here, I can't tell you how many stories I've covered with you, with Bernie, myself, where it was clear mm-hmm. that some political figure, a Democrat, did something not just untoward you, but illegal. Yeah. And there were zero repercussions.
4: How about Bill de Blasio's wife? Yeah. Where's that billion Where's dollars? The billion dollars. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. It's why, to me, I think one of the things, whoever the next Republican president is, they need to really examine with the Congress the next time Republicans have full control majority of the Congress. This probably would take two-thirds, but of really moving some of these agencies out of Washington, D.C., because I can't tell you how much the swamp actually infects. And I would I would look at the Justice Department as being one of the first ones, uh, because I really think when you look at the FBI, when you look at the Justice Department, I really think I speak to so many. I do say I speak to so many. I sp- I've spoken to a few different rank-and-file FBI agents, but they, again, speak to all their uh, – all the people who work with them, they, in so many ways, are good people, good law enforcement people. But it's that seventh floor of yeah. the FBI yeah. in Washington, D.C., which infects all this. And, of course, right, if you know that your bosses are looking at you and they want you to do something, then, you know, there's this pressure. And some people are going to succumb to that. Of course, I would
5: <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, Andrew. Yeah. 740, Judge Napolitano. 840, Bill O'Reilly. 905, The Great Bo Deedle. Maybe another surprise or two along the way. Plus, you've got Andrew Giuliani.
0: Entertaining and informative. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
12: Hey, God, please, please, give him out. Mr. Green? Mr. Green? Yeah. He- you need any help? Mm-hmm. I, I just want you to know, I think... I think... You're the best ever. Yeah, sure. Want my Coke? It's okay, you can have it. No, no. Really, you can have it. <sighs> okay. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel nice. That's the way it should be. I like to see Thank you. the whole world is smiling with me. Mm-hmm. The color has life. Have a good life. Thanks, mean Joe. Smile.
5: That uh, classic, iconic commercial with Mean Joe Green and the little kid, the uh, co-commercial. They aired that during Super Bowl XIV in 1980. And for folks that don't remember or don't care, that was the fourth and final Super Bowl win for those great Chuck Knoll, Terry Bradshaw, Pittsburgh Steelers teams. And that one, unlike the other three, where, of course, you had those epic two games against Dallas Jackie Smith, the Hall of Fame tight end, dropping the pass in the end zone from Roger Stolbeck. You had uh, a Viking win, too. But in this game against the Rams, a team that had no right being even in the game, that Ray Malabasi is head coach. Their quarterback was a guy named Vince Ferragamo, good-looking Italian guy. And they were beating the Steelers in the fourth quarter. And then Bradshaw threw a long touchdown, like 73 yards, to John Stoworth, That gave the Steelers the lead. The late, great Frank Harris, who got a couple of weeks ago, he added a touchdown. And the Steelers won 31-19, but the Rams gave the Steelers a pretty good scare. But that commercial ran during that game. And so last night, I'm about to meet the mayor, Eric Adams, for dinner. And he feeds the homeless, Andrew, every Wednesday night. Goes out there by uh, uh, Macy's, you know. And he's not done till about 9.30. And like I said earlier, I go to bed between 9 and 9.30. So don't have dinner at that time of the night. So it's 10 to 10, and I'm still waiting for the mayor to have dinner, which we eventually had. But back in the hotel room, I had to try to stay awake. And Danielle's like falling asleep, and I'm falling asleep. And the TV is on CBS. And who do I see? Boomer Esiason, who happens to be, I'm not going to say our competition, because he does sports, and we really don't for the most part. But he's on W up against me every morning. Right. I beat him 12-plus every month, every month. But he's, uh, he's a legitimate big-time guy, Boomer. Played quarterback in the Super Bowl. His Bengals lost to Joe Montana yep. and the 49ers. Uh, some good years with the Jets. And now part of that NFL Today team on CBS. So he's with some young girl. You know who she is? Danielle Rula. You know who she is? No. You know who she
4: is, Andrew? Uh, sounds familiar, but I don't know.
5: Pretty. I don't know who she is. Yeah. And they're at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And they've got Kevin Frazier, Entertainment Tonight, on the scene at the actual stadium in Phoenix. Right. Where they're going to play the Super Bowl on Sunday. And it was an hour show on the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Right. So I saw that one, and I said to Phil this morning, let's play it. And I forgot how cute, Andrew, between the Budweiser Clydesdales the Frogs, the Middle Light commercials, Rodney Dangerfield, John Madden, mm-hmm. all these guys. I mean, now, and I had Don Ravella on a couple of days ago, who's a financial guy used to be for ESPN, right. and he even said it's just not the same. They're going to spend $7 million, That's some true. of these companies. Yeah, it's
4: wild. For 30 seconds. Every 30 seconds. And, and you don't even
5: remember these commercials. These other ones,
4: these are
10: iconic. Yeah.
4: You know, it's a good time, actually, to drop that I've got a new podcast out on Red Apple Media called not that Andrew and not today. That. Yeah, exactly. Wonder who the other Andrews are. You know, Andrew has been the name Andrew has been beaten up the last couple of years between Andrew Cuomo and Prince Andrew. We got to bring Andrew back. We're That's right. Make Andrew's great again. Maga. <laughs> um, but. We end up talking about the economics of the Super Bowl, and we go through this. It's $7 million to buy the ad, but between talent, between production costs, many of these companies spend up to $20 million on that 30-second ad. So you can learn more when you get your Red Apple Media podcast by going to Not That Andrew and taking a look at that. But, you know, you mentioned Terry Bradshaw before. I always wonder why he doesn't get his due as one of the greatest quarterbacks nah, Too many Hall time. of Famers. Too what? many. Four Super Bowls. Too many, many Hall of for Famers. four four in Super yeah, Bowls.
5: You, you always bring that up about championships. Right. Dan Marino was a better quarterback and never won one Super Bowl. Bradshaw played with nine Hall of Famers on sort offense. He's Montana. never going to get the credit. Montana played with how many Hall of Famers? Two, maybe. I mean, you're talking about two Steeler offensive linemen in the Hall of Fame. Right. Frank O'Hara's Hall of mm-hmm. Fame. Both wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't have that Montana. He had Jerry Rice. But the other wide receiver, John Taylor, not in the Hall of Fame. Brent Jones, tight end, not in the Hall of Fame. His running backs, Roger Craig, Tom Rathman, not in the Hall of Fame. And by the way, he won the first Super Bowl with guys named Dwight Clark, Freddie Solomon. So I'm not saying Terry Bradshaw wasn't a great quarterback and a Hall of Fame quarterback, but when you win with that much talent around you, you're never going to get the recognition of a guy like Tom Brady, for example who won Super Bowls when his best wide receiver was Troy Brown. Yeah, so that, but, Troy Brown.
9: But, ba- <laughs> but basically, there
4: was he delivered what he had to do. He got them champions. a great player. He got them championships. He's a great he's player. player. So I, I'm i just saying he never is in the conversation, even the top ten. I'm not saying the greatest of all time, but I think when you talk about four for four in Super Bowls like this, we're looking at LT, who said that Joe Montana is greater than Tom Brady because yeah. he's four for four in Super Bowls. Well, you got to
5: be careful. Lawrence Taylor also didn't play against Brady. Yeah, so that's true. That's he true. he goes by what he knows, mm-hmm. and at the time, and the Giants beat Montana twice right. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Jim Burt almost killed him. Leonard Marshall almost killed right. him. So at that time, Montana was larger than life. Right. That's all LT knows. Yeah. LT doesn't get up on Sunday morning, trust me, and watch a full day of NFL football. But one He's of, playing
4: golf, he's going drinking, he doesn't care. Right. But one of your guests tomorrow, I'm very much looking forward to listening into, said just last week... That Joe Montana was greater than Tom Brady. That's Mike. Franzese. Why he said in Super Bowls. Yeah, he did.
5: Because Montana is undefeated and Brady lost three Super Bowls: right. two to the Giants and one to the Eagles. One to ten. Or Seven to out of 10, ten. Pretty good. I mean, look, I, I, I know, I know, Mike is trying to. It's an interesting conversation. Right. He said Paint Manning is the best regular season quarterback, and Joe Montana is the best postseason quarterback. And I get what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. Stop it. And with the 10 Super Bowls, he won seven. You're going to start to break down who was better on a Sunday afternoon in November agree. against Tennessee?
4: I mean, I, give me a break. I 100% agree I, that Tom Brady is the best. I think Tom Brady's the best postseason quarterback, the best all-around uh, quarterback. Totally agree. I, I do think, though, when he made the point that Peyton Manning is a better regular season quarterback, he might be right about that. I saw Peyton Manning a couple times play live, and I've never seen a guy that had more control over the field and knowing where all 22 players were going to be. True.
5: He was,
4: he, he was, um,
5: he was the orchestrator. Right. He told his guys what to do. Right. He was the most vocal quarterback in the history of the game. Doesn't make you the best. Right. And lots of times when Pete Manny, for example, talking about Bradshaw, Pete Manny would go up against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He'd have Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Basically a Hall of Famer. Reggie Wayne, Edgerton James, Marshall Falk. He wouldn't win those games. Now, I know the Pats had better defenses under Bill Belichick, but he wouldn't win those games. And I I remember once having this huge argument with Dan Levitar down in Miami. And he was, even back then, 15 years ago, Manning's the best quarterback ever. I go, wait a second. The guy went to two Super Bowls Mm -hmm. early before he went to Denver. You know, he beat the Bears on a rainy night in Miami. Mm -hmm. Then he got beat by Drew Brees and the Saints in Miami. I said, this guy, Brady, can you even tell me who he's... We had one year, he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Mm -hmm. One year. Otherwise... David Patton, Troy Brown, this guy's winning Super Bowls. Yeah, and
4: Brady just has that intangible that kind of Jeter has, that Jordan had, which is they just kind of – sniff it out and find a way to beat you. And even yeah. if, even if it doesn't show up on the stat line perfectly, of this, th- there's just that intangible that exists that just Brady has. I think Montana had some of that too. Uh, but, uh, it's Brady had it at just a level to do it over 23 years like that is pretty amazing. And really for the 22 years, the first 22 years, I mean, he was playing at an just unbelievable level. The, the longevity of it is unreal.
5: Well, you're a big sports guy, obviously, and, uh, you enjoy
4: sports. So, how'd you feel about LeBron James breaking Kareem's record two days ago? You know, I just, I'm so turned off by LeBron James politically. He's made everything so political that it's, it's tough for me to enjoy any accomplishment on the court. I know I try to separate things <laughs> the from off way. the court to on the court. I can't stand it. But uh, LeBron, it's just always about the politics. It's always about the race baiting with LeBron. And so for me, uh, you know, once, once his decision was to go down to Miami and not be a New York Nick, I said, that ah, that's enough with yeah. LeBron. And then when he chimes in every single time on this or that, why don't you call out China LeBron? Why don't you call out real slave labor that's going on in the world today instead of actually trying to pick politically correct fights? so that way you can end up getting your Twitter followers up. Go after some real stuff. You have the platform to do it. And by the way, you're worth probably almost a billion dollars at this point. You have the leverage to do it as well. Do that, LeBron.
5: Darren Mitchell checks in on my Instagram. You can follow me at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. Darren says, This had lunch at the Murray Hill Diner yesterday, sat at the counter. What a great place. (laughs) People actually walk in now and go, Hey is that guy Sid Rosenberg here and I got news on that too because my stay at the Murray Hill Diner Wolfgangs all these places by Park Avenue which I've become familiar with the last month that's about to end maybe as soon as well I'll tell you next Sid Rosenberg Andrew Giuliani sitting friends in the morning keep it right here.
0: Sit in friends in the morning. Entertaining and informative.
10: Oh,
0: 77 WABC. He has you completely bamboozled. Close your eyes
12: and I'll kiss you tomorrow. i miss you. Remember, i always be true.
5: Classic, that was Mike Francesa first, he's got you totally bamboozled, and yes, Mike Francesa will join me tomorrow, part of that legendary Mike and the Mad Dog combination, coming up at 7.40, so this uh, on this day, for some reason, I don't have the year here in front of me, you probably have it, Louis, I think it's 64, 64 yes, 64 on this day, the Beatles, Yeah, year I was born, is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. I was born three years later in 67. So they brought
6: me right to the uh, show. You went right to the Ed Sullivan guessing. show? Yeah. <laughs> so so see the, yeah. The,
5: the Beatles actually arrived in New York on this day two days ago. And then uh, two days later on this specific date, which is uh, February 10th or 9th. Ninth. I don't know. 9th. They were on the Ed Sullivan show. And they did do that song, right, uh, Lewis? Yes. I think it looks like five songs.
6: Five did, songs. They actually took a break and really? the set and then
4: they came back or something like that. Did, All my love until there was you. She loves you. Which, nice. which Su- Sullivan was a little before my time. Would Sullivan, would he actually normally do that long a set? for? Yeah. People? yeah like five yeah, songs. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: Okay. Today, by the way, is also National
4: Pizza Day. What's your favorite pizzeria? And I go back and forth between S and P, Gardens. Oh God! And I love L and B, L and l and B. Jesus, yeah. So why did I yeah. say S and I don't know because you nobody told talking I about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about the market right now, yeah. maybe. I'm thinking about. Oh, that's the market. funny. Yeah, maybe, I know. Maybe S&P, you just saw Spimone that Gardens. on the Fox. That's business. what it is right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and I love Grimaldi's. I love Grimaldi's. You
5: know, it's funny you say that. I love
4: it. I got a call last night from a guy
5: named Frank. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. You mentioned Grimaldi's. I'm out to. I'm having dinner with Gabe and Danielle early before I had my dinner with the mayor. And Danelle goes, who's that? And I go, it's Frank, and he's with Grimaldi's at the old Limelight location. You know, they have a pizzeria there yeah. at Limelight. They've got one down in Dumbo, obviously, off the ferry, but they're also at the Limelight. He called me last night. I have no idea what he wanted to say to me. I haven't called him back yet. But it's, it's funny you would mention Grimaldi's because I got that call last night. Uh, Spamoni Gardens, uh they're dead to me. Why? Please,
4: I, I love those guys. Oh, there. please, they're great. They're fine. I love them. And by the way, the whole the story squares. is the squares are the best. They're very
5: good. The whole story story is years ago when I first came back to New York, I would call and want to go there, and I go, "Hey, I'm Sid Rosenberg. and two or three times I had to wait. When I say wait, Andrew Giuliani, I mean forty five minutes, fifty minutes. I'm there one day. Steve strippers walks right in, right. you know, and I'm still standing on line, and I said, "They're the right dollar. I said, "Listen." I'm not saying I'm Howard Stern here, but there's no way you're going to make me wait on line for 45 minutes, and some schmuck with a jet jersey who lives in Bensonhurst is going to walk in in front of me. <laughs> so warn these people, and they continue to do it. And now I doubt I tried to fix it with me and them. All right. He wants me to go back there. Yeah, you should. They're dead to me. Do, do, nope. a, do, do a mea
4: culpa. Come on, let's do a mea culpa. When was do the last time, time you meets. went there? Uh, about three months ago. About three months ago. Yeah. And I, I did a bunch of stops there during the campaign, and you they were did. great. Great people. Love them.
5: Yeah, Willie DeMeo
4: loves that place
5: from yeah. Gravesend. We'll see. Maybe awesome. we'll fix it. We'll see.
4: Let's do Mayor
5: You want to do it? Mayor No, uh, We'll see. Bill O'Reilly's morning message, Judge Napolitano in the 7 o'clock hour, Bill O'Reilly in the 8 o'clock hour, and the great Bo Deedle coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. And what was discussed at the big dinner last night with me and Mayor Eric Adams, you'll find out next.
12: And then why?
0: Friends in the morning. From our friends. friends, 77 WABC.
13: The other thing is Chris Cuomo mm-hmm. and going after Sid Rose Terrible. So, to, have you talked to Sid about this? That's all I do. We talk about this. <laughs> so, so,
2: what a bully! He's just a bully. Chris so- Cuomo
13: says, "I hear you talking about bad about my brother. Do you want to fight for charity?" Oh my gosh! I mean, what was he, what's he talking about? Is this going
2: to? He's I'm um, the only way he's going to get press. He's on that television station that has maybe five viewers. Right. So I guess he's trying to use his bullying tactics and his incredible muscle to go up against a beloved figure in New York one in the morning. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love him so much. Right. I think he should do it because I think he'd punch him out.
13: Right. But, I mean, should we at, at this age be no, you're right. Be fighting in the hallways? It's just like,
2: how old are you, Chris Cuomo, with your stupid, you know, do you remember when Tucker Carlson used like, yeah. like a, a video in a loop of showing Chris, Chris Cuomo, Cuomo you know, lift, lifting his weights and thinking he's like a tough guy? That, that's all he thinks he is. That's all he's got.
13: Right. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm just would saying. Would
2: you tune in? Would you pay for, to see that?
13: No, I don't I don't want Sid to do it. I think because Sid's doing great. Why would he right. lower himself? Lower himself to that. Yeah, to do it. I mean, it's to me, if you're trying to establish yourself, you're stuck somewhere in Wyoming and Chris Cuomo calls you out yeah. and you think, oh, this could be my big break. Right. I'll come to New York and beat up a Cuomo. But for Sid, he's riding high. I wouldn't. He is go- right,
2: exactly. But I think he should still talk about it because it's just yet <laughs> another <laughs> example of those Cuomo brothers being bullies.
13: Right, and that would be good. That that could. Be- I would go
2: and I would wear a weather bitch T-shirt because because Chris Cuomo apparently called me the weather bitch when I was going after his brother.
5: Kill Mead Kilmeade show that we carry here at 10 o'clock every weekday morning after me. Him and Janice Dean, two very good friends of mine, also work together on Fox & Friends as we speak. Brian will do today's show, Fox & Friends here in New York, and then jet set out to Phoenix, Arizona after his television show and spend the next two days doing shows for Fox News and Fox Radio from the site of Super Bowl 57.0. Phoenix, really Glendale, Arizona, with the Eagles taking on the Chiefs. So last night I met the mayor again for dinner. Wednesday nights, Mayor Eric Adams feeds the homeless, usually gets done about 9.30. And at about 10 to 10 last night, he met me and one of our mutual friends, Eleanor Sugo at Wolfgang's, which is right on the corner of my hotel. And uh, we had a very nice dinner. And we discussed a variety of topics. When I say variety, I mean everything from Real Housewives of New York <laughs> to Laura Kavanaugh,
4: the FDNY commissioner. How's the mayor's knowledge on Real Housewives? Not bad. Of New York? Not bad. Really.
5: Well, he knows more about New Jersey than New York. For Kurt, some reason, I Curtis don't know. Might have something to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he will. He's a well-rounded guy. He knows about sports, TV, politics. But well, we did all the serious talking. You now, Bo Diddle, who will join us live in studio at 9.05, makes me crazy. you got to tell the mayor, you got to treat these guys with the guns. you got to prosecute them federally. So we had that discussion. Mm-hmm. And according to the mayor, he's gone to the federal authorities six, seven, eight times in an effort to do what Bulldito wants him to do, and he gets pushed back every time. You know, he, he did the same thing with Albany, with bail reform. And I know the criticisms. Let me just say this. I put a picture up of me and the mayor last night on Instagram and Facebook, and the comments that I got was so disgusting and so outrageous that I had to come back like an hour later with another post and basically say, folks, I've done this, Lou, how many times have I done this Do I try to explain to these morons? Every week. Every week. I don't care. I don't care if you like the mayor or don't like the mayor. I don't care if you like me or don't like me for dining with the mayor. I don't care. I've got my own reasons why I've done what I've done. Some of them are for the city. Some are for the show. Some are personal. But at no point during my contract talks with John Katsimatidis and Chad Lopez did they say to me, listen, you need to talk to the listeners before you start to book guests or go to dinner, I don't care. You know, oh, shit, Bernie, I don't want to hear about Bernie. God rest his soul. I love him. I miss him for the billionth time. He did not call the shots here. I did. I did. If he
6: was alive, you know, this wouldn't, uh, never
5: mind. Yeah, right, exactly. If he was alive, nothing would be different. In fact, he would come on the air and talk about the things he doesn't like about Adams, but congratulate me, me, for taking this opportunity to try to change some things in this city. That's what he would do. So I don't care, but i got to sit there and read for an hour all this nasty, horrible, I don't care. And listen, we discussed a lot of things, some I can't discuss with you. He's in agreement with a lot of you folks out there, but his hands are tied in certain situations, and he just can't do what he would really like to do, what I want him to do, what you want him to do. But don't think... Don't think for one second that Eric Adams thinks differently about all the major issues in this city than you do, because if you do, what I'm telling you is
4: you don't know what you're talking about. You know how critical I've been of Eric Adams. I think you having a line of communication to him is a very good thing, both for yourself, for the station, for this city. Um, But considering what Bo said and what Eric Adams' response was, which is he went six, seven, eight times, Got nothing done. Considering he went into Albany, got nothing done, the question has to be asked, is this mayor impotent? I'm not talking about it in a sexual way, but is he impotent? No, I wouldn't
5: ask it that way. What What I would say is there's so much bureaucracy and so much red tape, and this isn't Rudy Giuliani's New York City when your father wielded a tremendous amount of power. He's not impotent. The question is how much power does the mayor in New York really have? Now, your father will say he's got tons of power. He does. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't because he he doesn't legislate. He can't change these things. And almost every decision that he makes, he has to go to somebody else to get it
4: done. You know what these are? Excuses. These are excuses for not getting the job done. That's what these are. That's exactly what we're saying. And so that's why, to me, when I look at it, look, I think some of the stuff he said yesterday is absolutely right in terms of talking about jobs, public safety, education, and going against the woke mob. Eric says a lot of the right things. The mayor says a lot of the right things. just hasn't gotten it done. And so that's why I suggest that he's impotent in terms of actually being able to get the job done in Albany. I wouldn't use impotent. What would you use? He's been unsuccessful. He's been unsuccessful. unsuccessful. He's still trying.
5: He's still trying. He's still trying. It's a lot more red tape today than when your father ran this city. And I think the comparisons at this point are a little unfair. And I'm not comparing Eric to your father because your father's the greatest mayor, not just in the history of New York City, but the history of New York. But he's got to deal with a lot of animals, a lot of
4: animals. There are ways to cut through that red tape. And you got to remember, Eric Adams has 45 Democrats on the city council of his same party. Now, some of them may be a little bit different. My father had seven, seven Republicans in his same party in the city council and was able to get the job done. So when you say it's tougher for Eric Adams right now, I say look at the numbers. and I say absolutely not. I think it was tougher for Rudy Giuliani to come into a city that had over 2,000 murders a year, four years in a row. And look, Eric Adams took over for a terrible, horrendous mayor, right. com- comparable to David Dinkins. I yeah. think David Dinkins and Bill de Blasio are the two worst mayors of all time. De Blasio Agreed. probably even worse. But Adams has not gotten the job done. Get it done, Eric. I'm, I, I want you to get it done. I want you to get it done. I want you to be successful.
5: Uh, he actually uh, came under fire, too, yesterday for making these comments, which the Democrats are very upset about, not the Republicans. He fired a shot at his own party yesterday, Mayor Eric Adams, when he said this, Lewis, this is cut number 18. You look at the numbers, as a hemorrhage of our Latino
14: community, our AAPI communities that's leaving the traditional Democratic uh, base, is because we've allowed the loudest and those who consider themselves to be woke. Some of us never went to sleep. And we hear and speak directly to people. And I think the party is now understanding
4: that we have to speak at those issues that are important. He's right. I mean, he's right. He's saying the right things. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the radical left has taken over, uh, the Democratic party in so many ways. And you could hear that in Biden's State of the Union speech. Um, you know, yesterday Adams defended Biden's State of the Union speech saying that he's helping Americans care for their kids. Well, Biden presided over a DOJ that called parents domestic terrorists or that he's helping them provide for their families. Biden, that is. Inflation is at double digits. Um, So, look, Eric says a lot of the right things. I just wish if he followed up on those things, figured out how to do it, then he would be, I think, a very successful mayor. Right now he hasn't, and that's why unsuccessful is probably the right word there. I probably am a little bit critical in terms of the words impotent. But, uh, but look, I think he's been unsuccessful so far. He can be successful if he figures out the levers and cuts through this red tape that certainly
5: exists. So one of the things I said to him last night was, you know, it's funny. Laura Kavanaugh, the FDNY commissioner, has really come under fire the last couple of days. And basically the whole department, talk about rank and file folks, mm-hmm. Andrew. The whole department hates her. Right. That's a fact. So I go to Andrew. I go, you know, that even though we've come a long way, that we still live, for the most part, in a pretty misogynist, chauvinist society. And here in New York right now, the person that runs the police department, the commissioner, Mm -hmm. is a female. Mm -hmm. The person that runs the fire department, the commissioner, is a female. Mm -hmm. And the person that runs the sanitation department is a female. And I said, you know that these guys, these firefighters in Bell Harbor and Rockaway, all over the place, they don't want to hear from Laura Kavanaugh. And so he said to me, look, I really love Shul, the police commissioner. I really love the sanitation Mm -hmm. commissioner. It seemed to me like he wasn't so sure about Laura Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that, but that's the feeling I got, Andrew. So I did have former FDNY commissioner Daniel Nago on the show. And by the way, he's not all that popular with the rank and file. Mm -hmm. For some reason, these guys go out there every day, have an
4: issue with the upper ups. A lot of this goes to labor disagreements, right? I mean, yes. That's, that's really where this comes to. I mean, I think of Tommy Von Essen, who led the fire department through 9-11. And a lot of the rank and file didn't like Tommy because of these labor disagreements. A lot of them didn't like my father. And I gotta tell you, I heard a lot of times. About the zero and zero. What that is, going back to 1994, the police, specifically now, ended up getting raises throughout the late 80s, early 90s. That's why they loved Koch in so many ways. We got to a place where the budget was at it just a, a terrible yeah. deficit. Yeah. And so for a couple of years, they had to hold off on those raises. A lot of cops never forgive them, even though there's no mayor that had the cops back more than Rudy Giuliani. This
5: is uh, Daniel Nigro, the former FDNY commissioner on this show yesterday, defending Laura Kavanaugh, which I can tell you, Most firefighters out there, they don't want to hear it. John Hodgins, and, of course, a very decorated FDNY chief of department, John. You know, John, I'm sure when he gets up there and he gets this sustained applause, this is like a middle finger basically to Kavanaugh. That's what that was yesterday. So even that, I would imagine, for a guy I'm sure you like very much, even that had to be uncomfortable.
15: Yeah, it it is. You know, the way I feel, I like all of the players here. You know, Laura is a friend. Jack Hodgins, John Esposito are, you know, amazingly talented chiefs, good men. Um, I, I could never say a bad word about them. I think, you know, it's unfortunate that it got to this point where people are um, on you know, opposing sides here. And I think, again, the public doesn't have to worry. You know, all the men and women in the department that are, are staffing our are, Fire engines and fire trucks and our our ambulances are responding this morning and will respond as they did have for 158 years. That's not a problem. I I think what we need to do is, is heal the department. Now we need these people at the top to get together and say, yeah. hey, what what caused this and how do we mm. how do we fix it? right? You know, how do we get back to work?
10: You know,
5: talking about healing, one of the conversations Andrew I had a lot yesterday. Everybody from Peter King to Frank Marano to Eric Adams at mm-hmm. dinner last night. He was actually at the State of the Union. He was in the chamber that night. Uh, you know, the whole back and forth, Marjorie Taylor Greene calling Biden a liar. I loved it. I'm sorry. Uh, after Nancy Pelosi ripped up Donald Trump's speech yeah. two years ago, as far as I'm concerned, anything goes. Yeah, I don't care about, about civility we talked about this. Yeah,
4: sorry to talk over you there. Don't talk about decorum when you had the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, literally ripping up right. her
5: speech. That's kind of the same thing with January 6th. Mm-hmm. Don't yell and complain about January 6th when in the summer of 2020, you people set every major city in this country on fire. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I want mean, about one day, a couple of hours in D.C. when Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Portland were all on fire, yeah. which you people did. Same thing, same hypocrisy. So I asked the mayor last night, and um he understood it. Mm-hmm. He understood what Pelosi did was, was so awful. Now, he didn't use the word treason like I have, and I, and I maintain that, by the way, treason. But he understood why the Republicans would be angry. Didn't love it, didn't love it, sitting there and said he was, was kind of uncomfortable, but at least was able to understand why the Republicans did what they did, because the truth is, Joe Biden,
4: was lying. Yeah. And look, this viewership for the State of the Union was actually down at a 30 year low, the lowest since 1993. I think less than 28 million people viewed it. So, who this was the thing. president then?
5: That was uh... Clinton. Clinton's first. Oh, Clinton, Clinton. right. Must have been Clinton's first. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. guess it
4: was, yeah, there was his first State of the Union, uh, first joint address, I guess that would be. Because the first year they call it the joint address, then it goes to the State of the Union. That's just all back Washington right there. But um, that basically, when you think about this, Yeah, this is – look, I I think that Adams uh, has to – and I'm glad he was down there for Biden, but but he has to get the job done a little more than he has. Decorum from the Republicans, probably not exactly what I was the most proud of, but it was a fictional speech. Everything, when he tied Medicare to the debt ceiling, saying that Republicans is a party platform, it's not the case. It's just absolutely fictional. So, t- to me, it's it's absurd that he would actually tell these lies, and the media continues to hold his weight, where they say it's one of the best speeches he's ever given. Have it's they BS. said that? Oh, completely. Oh, completely. my God. So many in them. <laughs> oh, my God.
5: Terrible. I haven't seen that. All right, thank you, Andrew Giuliani. Still to come, Bill O'Reilly's morning message. We'll talk to Judge Napolitano. He's great every Thursday. Bill O'Reilly coming up at 840. My man, the great Bo Dito live in studio coming up at 905. We'll play Sid's take at 940. A lot of good stuff still to come your way on this, the Thursday edition of the number one Nielsen-weighted news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. That's me. That's us. Sitting friends in the morning. Talk Radio 77, WABC. That's good stuff right there from Bill O'Reilly, who joined me live as he does every Thursday coming up in about 70 minutes at 840 this morning. This is Jim Brickman, Martina McBride, my Valentine, which I just found out, I didn't know this, it was actually Deb Valentine, our Deb Valentine, our very own Deb Valentine. Her, uh This is your wedding song, is that right?
1: It absolutely was. It brings back great memories, my... Niece Tara Sands, who's a great artist, uh, sang this song at my wedding as I came down the big staircase. Uh,
11: you know, uh, I was married at a private club up in Westchester County and uh, she sang. Yeah. So great song.
5: That is a great song. Very
11: appropriate being my maiden name is Valentine. Well, how yeah. about
5: that? Uh, yeah. And, I mean, you're, but... and uh, you are actually the illegitimate daughter of former <laughs> Met manager
0: Bobby Valentine, <laughs> aren't That's you? That's right. You yes, know what? Yes. When
2: Justin Ellick and I interviewed Bobby Valentine, he
4: said he said to me, a great name. I said, yeah. I, said, <laughs> I joke that, uh, you know, I'm your uh, sister or something. There you go. And I made him laugh. But, well, it, yeah. it
5: is coming up on uh, Tuesday now. Danielle and I are going to celebrate on Friday night. This uh, place, Air, or Ari, I forget how to say it. Eleanor told me last night, I forgot. It's a place uh, down on Franklin Street in lower Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And they have all these beautiful baths, all different temperatures. Then you go upstairs, they do massages, they serve champagne, dimly lit, just an an unbelievably romantic environment. So we're going to do that on uh, Friday night because Saturday we're moving. What about you and
4: uh, your gorgeous wife? Yeah, I know she she's still banged up. So yeah, well, just uh, just suggestion on Valentine's Day: stay away from the cold tubs. There, you said they're all different <laughs> temperatures. That's my one recommendation yes. to you. Uh She's still banged up. She's still in the wheelchair right now, recovering. That'll be another about three weeks or so. So we're gonna probably be hanging at home, but we'll probably be one no. with Grace. As a matter of fact, we probably won't be doing anything too crazy. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I'll try to surprise her with a nice little Valentine's. Ah, Day. very nice. I, but I got to tell you, I self admittedly am the worst gift giver. In the world, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at it. I can never come up with great ideas. Are Are you a good gift guy? Yeah, I'm okay, but it's never about the gift. I'm always, I'm good
5: when it comes to cards. Text messages, emojis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the flowers. I get the chalk that I do. I do buy a gift every year. Right. But it's never about that. It's a. The, they don't care about that, the women. It's, it's a thought that counts. Right. counts. Right. They just want That's you right. to love them. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, what about you and uh, MJ? She always complains to me that you're not romantic, not even a little. Okay, I mean, lies. terrible.
6: Okay, more lies. Yeah. It's, it's like, like Biden's State of the Union. <laughs> All lies. We can text her on the ferry right now if you'd like. And no, see that's okay. That's... So, sure? so,
5: what are you going to do for her that's going to, um, expose you... me as a liar? What are we talking for about? For Valentine's Day.
6: Oh, that made up holiday. There we go. You see, there he goes. He's got
5: no... Anybody <laughs> well, who says I... that doesn't have a romantic bone in their body yet.
6: No, for one day of, ye- of the I don't, year. Look, it is
5: what it is. It's Bernie for... used to do the same thing. It is, it's a Hallmark holiday. It is what it is. One day a year. These women expect you to go above and beyond, and when you say things like "oh, stupid," but that's where you prove to be the unromantic. Didn't say it was. Going to do didn't say I well, gonna what are you going to do then? I,
6: I have no idea.
5: You're doing <laughs> nothing. I don't,
6: nothing. No idea. We do a lot of romantic things anyway. It doesn't it like doesn't what? Happen.
5: Oh, a
4: lot of romantic. What? things. Oh, what are you talking
6: about? Are you kidding? We? What are you a, nuts? We put up pictures of all our favorite people here, and then <laughs> sit back and. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I know. I have Bo Snerdly on the left. Just... There's 15
8: wow. pictures of Sid.
6: Yeah. Yes. All shirtless.
4: Bo, Sid, Bo yes. does have the voice that is just so perfect yeah, for, like, Valance. He does. Yeah.
10: Like, yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
5: Yeah, beautiful. Right. So really what is. about you? You've got this uh, fictional girlfriend that no one's ever oh, met. Oh, yeah.
8: I, her, uh-huh. Yeah.
5: Kind of like Joe Abu's wife. yeah <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm doing a big event with Joe Aboud on the 17th, right at the Fashion Week. But uh, what about you and your girlfriend? What are your plans for? Uh... She's
8: in school right now, but we're planning on because she can't come the actual day of Valentine's Day, so we're arranging something the weekend after. What do you mean by school? Like yeah, ninth school. grade, tenth yeah, grade, yeah, or sir. she'll she'll be in sixth grade next. Uh, she's having up, middle school next. No, she's uh, she's in college. It's her last semester.
5: Yeah. You're gonna text her, "I love you" or something, or
8: she's gonna come. We're gonna hang out. I, 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 offered to bring, like, to come in in Brooklyn and hang That's out. That's nice. Uh, and I went to the point where I, uh, I said I would take if you made the trip to Brooklyn, I would take you to a Michelin star restaurant. Oh, what? Really? Michelin, Michelin star?
4: star restaurant. You, what? What? How?
5: Wow. Is that like a Zagat type of thing? Yeah, menu? that's
4: like uh, top of the top. Really, it's, so it's...
5: give me an example of one of these Michelin star restaurants in Brooklyn you're going to take your girl. Yeah, I, I don't
8: even know any. I was going to like look yeah. it up, but they're all extremely <laughs> yeah. expensive, and she declined. Uh, she declined. She, she's like, you should nice. know what a Michelin star is. Uh, but, but why did she, she decline? She wants to go back home to Jersey. Because she's, she's going with somebody else. Yes. She clearly has another guy. No, we're going to hang out in Jersey. Oh, fool. okay. That
5: sounds and very She doesn't exciting. want to
8: come in Brooklyn. She doesn't really like it. Here.
4: Does she call you Manti Teo when you guys talk? <laughs> <on> <laughs> Manti the, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a <laughs> very funny yes.
5: reference. Yeah. I don't know if you got it, but. Uh, I do. I, you do the right. fake girlfriend. The Notre guy. Dame, uh, the catfish guy. Yeah, yes. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day to MJ, to Z, to uh, your girlfriend. What's her name, Bob? It,
8: well, she, had, she hasn't. She hasn't decided on a full name after the transition. Right can now, never she's going with Justin. Right now, <laughs> How can I can never mention her name. Is she, she
4: committed to the transition, or is it <laughs> yeah. like a part transition? Is well, she just there's in her mind. Some parts
5: are still there. Okay. Yeah. What is her name? Oh, sorry, Alyssa. Alyssa. Okay. Happy Happy Valentine's That's Day, to a nice Alyssa. Name. Yeah, the lovely name. right, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Judge Napolitano coming up next, and again, Bill O'Reilly, eight forty. My man. Bo Dieter. We've got our big screening coming up on Monday, night. I'm very excited about this, the Gemini Lounge. In fact, Danny A., who is a great young actor, writer, director, producer, who made this movie. He also made movies like Mob Town, Lansky, a bunch of other big hits. He is flying into New York tonight for the screening on Monday. He'll be live in the studios tomorrow, coming up at 9.05. That's exciting.
0: This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. 77 W.A.B.C.
12: Love and marriage, love and marriage, they go together like a horse and carriage, this I'll tell you. Brother, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, love and
5: marriage. So I was watching this show with Danielle when I used to live in a house before I went to a hotel. And it was called Dead to Me. And it's a great show. And I believe the last season starts on Netflix or Amazon Prime, I forget, tonight. And the star of it, it's in today's New York Post, is Christina Applegate. And Christina, you may remember, was on this show, Married with children. children. As a young, hot, doing weather like Janice Dean, she has had so many medical difficulties along the way, you would not even recognize her. She put on like 70 pounds. Have you seen Dead to Me with Christina? Yeah,
6: well, I've seen what she, how she is right now.
5: Rough. And she's yeah. depressed. It's not, it's and she actually it. told them, it's a very good show, and she's mm-hmm. great. She can actually act. She told them, I'm done. Yeah. She can't stand to look at herself on TV, when you go from a pin up yeah. young sexy girl on TV to now she's probably 60 pounds, 70 pounds overweight. She said,
4: I can't stand to look at myself. That's depressing. I feel bad for her. Beautiful Veronica Corningstone, an anchorman. I mean, yes. She was spectacular. Yes. She's, she is. She's hysterical. She's a great actress. <laughs> anchorman.
5: Kicking <laughs> up, Will Ferrell mentions, I got to tell you. Uh, Joe Abu checks in. We'll get to that later. But first, here he is. He's here every Thursday at this time because I love him. The, uh, the great Judge Andrew Napolitano. Good Thursday morning, Judge Sid and Andrew. How
4: are you, pal?
11: Uh good morning, said Andrew Giuliani, good morning, my friend.
4: Good morning, Judge Napolitano. Let's you know, go get... I don't oh, again, I'm sorry, jump in. Have,
11: I don't think you and I have met in person, but of course I'm a fan and of course your father and I have been buddies and collaborators for a long time. A great human being. Give him my regards.
4: Uh I absolutely will and I know how much he uh, looks up to you and, and uh loves your relationship, so
5: Thank you. Thank you. Sid,
4: how are you, pal?
5: I'm doing great, buddy, and there's a lot to discuss, but I want to get right to these uh, hearings yesterday. Obviously, the FBI, Twitter, all of that uh, nonsense that continues to pervade our topics. The big tech Twitter hearings yesterday, what did Judge Napolitano take away from that?
11: So Twitter is a private uh, platform, just like uh, the New York Post. Fox News, the New York Times, and ordinarily they can post or not post whoever or whatever they want because the First Amendment only regulates the government. But when Twitter does the government's bidding, when Twitter does as a favor to the government what the government can't do, then they have created what the law calls a symbiotic relationship between the private entity, Twitter, and the government, the FBI, the DHS, the the Center for Disease Control, whoever it was that asked Twitter to suppress these voices that the government didn't want to hear. And in every case, the voices that were suppressed were those who challenged vaccines uh, or challenged Joe Biden or exposed Hunter Biden, whatever voices they suppressed in order to help Joe win and defeat Donald Trump then the courts can impose the First Amendment restraints that the government has on Twitter. So the government can't use Twitter to do indirectly what the Constitution prohibits it from doing directly without harming Twitter. The irony here is the Twitter we have today is not the same Twitter that did this. The Twitter today is the Elon Musk Twitter, which for the most part, is very pro-free speech. It's the Jack Dorsey left-wing Twitter that did all this stuff <clears throat> to suppress Trump, uh, to suppress those who agreed with Trump, and to help Joe Biden. So the remedy is the free market. Somebody should come along and establish another uh, Twitter. Um, that, but, but that old Twitter is gone. The new Twitter is different. Well, uh, ju- it's a, a very bad situation. We now know that the American government, the government under Donald Trump, had rogue elements in it that were using Twitter
4: to harm their boss. That's what we look at today. judge outside. I mean, outside of that. As I mean, in light of that, I should say, uh, isn't this in direct violation of Section Two Hundred and Thirty, the protections that they have? Uh, I mean, it seems like they've gone beyond being publishers to actually, as you are talking about and has been highlighted before, doing the government's bidding for them.
11: Well, they run the risk. And and again, Andrew, this is the bitter irony because the the, the Twitter that will be punished if Section 220 uh, is abolished. And Section 220 is, is is the general name for a section of federal law that insulates the bulletin board from being liable for what's posted on it. So you could post some horrible message on Twitter or Facebook, and you and somebody could be harmed by what you uh, posted. Twitter and Facebook can't be sued, right? So you're suggesting that this may abrogate uh, Section 220. Section 220 is a decision that the Congress would have to make.
10: Mm-hmm. Uh,
11: but um, but again, in the Twitter case, it'll be the new. Uh, free market Twitter that would be punished for what the old left-wing Twitter did, which is a terrible state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but Section 220 insulates these people from liability for getting in bed with the government. However, if they do get in bed with the government, if they do this on a regular, consistent, systematic basis, not just a one-shot deal here, a one-shot deal there, then the courts could impose the First Amendment restraints on the bulletin board. In other words, it would prevent Twitter and Facebook from suppressing speech on the basis of its content, which, of course, the government can't do.
5: Judge Napolitano is Thursday's spot here on Sid and Friends in the Morning with uh, Sid and Andrew Giuliani. Good discussion there on those Twitter hearings on the Hill yesterday. Let's go back to uh, D.C. And uh, the President Joe Biden delivered his State of the Union A couple of nights ago. Now, clearly, this is a station that leans conservative, leans to the right Trump supporters. And we call him out for being a liar. I had Larry Trump on the show yesterday. She said the same thing. He's a liar. Yet, as Andrew pointed out earlier, I've got a lot of audio here from some of these liberal networks that congratulated Joe Biden on on a pretty good speech. And actually went after Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert for getting ugly inside that chamber on Tuesday night. What does Judge Napolitano think?
11: I thought Joe's speech was well delivered in, in terms of his, his manner and articulation and energy, but that's about the best I can say. I mean, this is <laughs> left-wing claptrap that is bringing the country down. He is a liar when he says that he has reduced the deficit. He's added to the deficit by $2 trillion in just two years. No, no president, not George Bush in wartime, not Donald Trump in pandemic time, has added a trillion a year, uh, to, to the deficit. And he's inching us into World War III. You know, when all else fails, when the president's poll numbers are down, when the country is living on fake money created by the, uh, by the Federal Reserve, when, when people are unhappy with the government, they take you to war and we are very close to war in the Ukraine. This nonsense with the balloon, the whole country is looking at a balloon last weekend while 300 uh, Chinese satellites are still spying us and capturing everything that we do. This is part of Joe's gig to build up animosity towards the Chinese because he wants to fight two wars. He wants to fight a war against Russia and Ukraine, and he wants to fight a war against China and Taiwan. Because he thinks he can be FDR and that will make him popular fighting these wars, guess what we can 't afford to fight these two wars, and the American public has no stomach for these wars. we shouldn 't be giving money to Ukraine because they 're going to lose, and we shouldn't be threatening China over taiwan and And he said all the wrong things the other night. Listen, I know Joe Joe and I taught together at uh, Delaware Law School back. <clears throat> 35 years ago. I believe
5: I believe you when you say that. If uh, Joe Biden was to say that, I'd have to fact check that.
11: <laughs> <laughs> so Al D'Amato is 100% correct. The Joe that Al knew in the Senate, the Joe that I knew back at Delaware Law School, was a pro-life, moderate, Catholic, Boop Jackson, JFK-style Democrat. This guy has now been tubbed so far to the left, he is barely recognizable. He does not embrace the American public. He stands for a left-wing ideology, which the American public, if they knew what it was, would profoundly reject.
4: Well, that sounds really similar to what Sarah Sanders said in the rebuttal when she said that Joe Biden has surrendered his presidency to, quote, a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. She's correct
11: about that. Uh, I thought she gave a a terrific, uh, terrific, Andrew, terrific speech. I don't know who watches it. You know, Joe went on for so long. She came (laughs) on so late. I was asleep by the time she came on. I saw saw the clips the next day. Um, I was asleep dreaming of breakfast at the Murray Hill Diner.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Judge, Judge, I went back to that Italian restaurant. What's it called again? Villa Berulia, it's terrific. I took my wife there. Only me and Gabe had gone. I took my beautiful wife, Danielle, there on Friday. They made such a big deal about you. Judge Napolitano comes here every week from New Jersey, and I was at the Murray Hill Diner yesterday. That's funny. So you're a huge star somewhere between 33rd and 34th Street on Park Avenue. Judge Napolitano may get that street named after you. <laughs>
11: <laughs> Wait a minute, I would have to be dead first.
5: Well, we don't want that to happen, right? Let's keep going to the restaurant weekly and worry about that later. <laughs>
11: <laughs> we got to go together. The three of us should go uh, to the Murray Hill Diner at five in the morning. An that would be great.
4: Now you're talking
5: in. last one. Uh, Bill O'Reilly will join me in about an hour and he writes these great columns every week. And by the way, so do you. And I read Thank them every you week. You. Your and guy you Gary know, does a I great mean, job. I
11: heard you. I heard you tell Bill that I love him and I appreciate it. And Bill gave a response like, Hmm,
5: <laughs> yeah, that's Bill, right? Like, like who? who?
4: i loves you, too, in <laughs> yeah. O'Reilly. Yeah, that's,
5: that's Bill, yeah. I'm,
4: but I'm glad that O'Reilly hasn't
10: changed.
5: <laughs> I thought the same thing. Just so you know, that's funny. But you're, I really did, Judge. But your column this week is "Freedom's Extinction," and you add a quote to it: "Freedom is always just one generation away from extinction," and that was Ronald Reagan. I uh, said that when he was president. This is a great column. Tell the folks all about it.
11: Well, I, I analyze uh, what, what you and Andrew and I have been talking about. Uh, the country is living on borrowed money and borrowed time. Every dime joke uh, Biden spends is either bonds they sold to people who want to trust their money with the federal government or fake cash that the Federal Reserve uh, has printed. Uh, The country is bitterly divided at home, and Joe's speeches make things worse. And abroad, they're threatening war. This is a recipe for disaster. This is what Reagan warned about. We are one generation. Maybe, I hate to say this, I don't want people to lose their breakfast, one nightmare event away from extinguishing freedom. And those things will have to do with, uh, with bankruptcy at home. The feds are bankrupt. And war abroad. And we live in very dangerous times. And I wrote this column to I I came across the Reagan quote and the the quote inspired me to write the column to warn people about how dangerous uh, these times are. Listen, I like Joe. I know him as a person. He's a wonderful human being, but he's not the same Joe that I knew uh, and loved. He's in that camp with AOC and all those, uh, and Mrs. Pelosi and all those lefties. And I forgot about her ripping up Trump's speech. I heard you about a half an hour ago. Yeah. She began. You're 100% yeah. correct. Thank sir. you. Andrew, you might be too young to remember this. <laughs> Mrs. Pelosi began the, de- the, the absence of decorum yeah. on the floor of the House when she ripped up that speech on national television.
4: I remember well. I was in the Capitol that night for that. And I just thought, uh, you know, it's just one of the worst things. That a sitting speaker can do, but let's just finish this off on a little lighter note. In light of your Ronald Reagan, the Gipper quote that you had, who do you have in the Super Bowl?
11: Oh, listen, I'm I'm a diehard Giant fan, so I hate the Eagles with a passion. (laughs) I know, I know that hatred. Listen to this: hatred is by far the longest pleasure. Men love and hate, love that. but they detest at yep. leisure. Yep. I detest the eagle.
5: Me too. <laughs> but they're still going to win. I detest them, too, as a lifelong giant fan. And I've been at the old veteran's stadium in that 700 section, George, and experienced some really nasty stuff. I mean, directed at my mom, my father. But... They're still the better team. I think they went on Sunday. Either way, you were great again, as you are, every Thursday. I'll try one more time with Bill O'Reilly, Judge. See how that goes, okay?
11: (laughs) Andrew, it's a pleasure to be with you. Sid, I love you all
5: the best. I love you, you, too. What a great job he does, Judge. Andrew Napolitano, 740 every Thursday right here. On Sitting Friends in the Morning. Big 8 o'clock hour to come your way. No, Layton's going to come back. He's really good. 8 25 weekday mornings. The aforementioned Bill O'Reilly coming up at 8 40. He's very entertaining. Bo Diddle, my guy, live in studio coming up at 9.05. 05. Sid's Take coming up at 9.40 and more. Sid Rosenberg, Andrew Giuliani. We are Sitting Friends in the Morning. And we'll be back right after this.
12: So you have to go home knows where
0: is said and friends in the morning
9: no i get by with a little help from my friends let's kick off even by lighting up boy from my friends the star of the show
2: They're famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg.
0: This W-A-B-C. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I by with a little help from my 77 WABC. On
9: introducing the Beatles again. May I point out that they'll be on our show, as I told our audience, for the next two Sundays. Next Sunday from Deauville Hotel in the Miami Beach show starring Hollywood's exciting Mitty Gaynor. Well, ladies and gentlemen...
5: Fifty-nine years ago today, that's uh, the actual footage. Great job by Macedonia Bill here from the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. They landed at Kennedy Airport in New York City two days ago, actually. Fifty-nine years ago, two days ago. And two days later, on this exact date, they made their debut on the Ed Sullivan Show, the Beatles. And I do think that uh, Topo Juju spoke to uh, Paul McCarty at one point. The i man loved Topo Juju, didn't he, uh, Lewis? (laughs) Topos,
6: speak a little bit there.
5: That's great stuff, the Beatles. How many Beatles are still alive? Quick, quick, quick. Two. Incorrect. One. That's right, one.
4: No, it's two. About Ringo. No, Ringo's, oh, Ringo's alive. Ringo's alive? Yes. Oh, wait, <laughs> Paul and Ringo I are alive. Ringo, did did yeah. Ringo have a health incident recently? Yeah, go that He's dead. It's fine. he have a, rec- yeah, nah, it's it's a health fine. incident? He's nice no. alive. Paul, he had a birthday Paul is de- in the no, last George year. George no, is right. dead. Yes, John is right. dead. Right. Well, Ringo
5: Paul and Ringo are oh, alive. True. Yeah, yeah, they're both alive. Yeah. So, uh, 59 years ago today, good stuff there out of Macedonia, Phil. So, before we get to the news of the day, again, Judge Napolitano was terrific. Bill O'Reilly coming up at 840. That is the ratings grab of the week. The very entertaining Bo Dieter live in studio at 905. So you guys know you've been living with me throughout this whole house debacle situation when my pipes froze and burst Christmas, and my whole house was flooded and ruined, basically. And I got witch clipped over there, rebuilding the house. And the insurance company is putting me and my family up all over Manhattan until the house is done. And right now it looks like probably on and around June 1st, the house will be done. And it's going to be gorgeous. We can't wait to go home. So initially, they put us in a hotel by the UN on 44th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue. Nice. You ever go there? The Millennium Hotel?
4: Uh, I have been there, yes. Nice
5: place. Yeah. yeah. Then we went home for a week and they put us back in the city. And now we've spent the last six weeks at the Hilton Garden Inn right. on Park Avenue and East 33rd next door to Wolfgang's. Uh, my buddy Danny over there. Good morning, Danny. Now we're set to move again. And this one will be for four months.
4: And this one, Andrew Giuliani, is right by you. Right in my backyard. My wife is laying out the red carpet for you <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> no, she's not. No, she she's can't not. even walk. She's not. Yeah. She's not <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So they told me that we'd be
5: moving on or about like February 18th or 19th, because right. Danielle leaves for Tokyo on the 27th. Okay, fine. So I get a call from Danielle yesterday. We're moving. I go, I oh, no, We're moving. Tomorrow. I go, what? that's my heads up. You got to pack the hotel room. You got to take the check over from the bank in Midtown to the Gateway Center in Battery Park. We're moving tomorrow. Now, to be honest, I'm happy. Yeah. Because we're living in one hotel room. It's a complete nightmare. They're wonderful people. They've done the best they can. You just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Two days, three days, not seven weeks. Yeah. This is a spacious two-bedroom apartment. It's Battery Park. You live there. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. We really want to go home. Right. But we
4: have to wait for that. So it looks like this weekend, I'm I'm finally going to make the move to your neighborhood. So... Are you going to have the same exact commute as me? Are you going to walk over to City Hall and then take... Or are you going to do an Uber know. in the morning? What are you going to do? Because I don't want to take an Uber in the morning. Yeah, either. I don't Uber in the morning either. I like having that walk to the side. No, because I'm crazy. You're on the I other like side, a little labor. white. But don't you... I, I am on the other side of you, so what I do is I walk right down Chambers Street, probably okay. around 445 in the morning, right over to the 456 train, avoid death about three what different stop? times on there. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, uh-huh. it's the Brooklyn Bridge stop Brooklyn 456. Bridge stop. See, aren't I yes. closer you know better than me. Yes. Am I not closer to the bowling green stop? You probably are closer to the bowling green stop. Yes, you probably are because I'm a stop north of you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you'd get But even on there. that walk would take me, you got to figure out. 15 minutes? It takes you 12 to 15 minutes.
5: Yeah. And the neighborhood yeah. is
4: fine? Yeah, it's it's okay. The neighborhood's good. The neighborhood's a good neighborhood. Right. Uh but once actually, I hit the 4, 5 or 6, yeah. then I'm in trouble. I will say today was the first time on the subway since I've been coming in that I have not seen A homeless person on the subway. Is that right?
5: First time. Well, if I'm if I'm going to be be honest, I at the dinner last night with the mayor, I showed him a picture. I go, these son of a bitches, this Curtis Lee with this Andrew Giuliani, these no good bastards. All they complain about is no cops. And I show Eric. I go, look at this picture. All right, three cops (laughs) on the subway. Well, but if I'm going to be fair, I did see a lot of homeless on the train four fifty six AM this morning, two stops, thirty third to fifty first. So you street. were
4: probably a train ahead of me because I got on about five o'clock. So you're probably yes. the train right One ahead One train of me. ahead. So well, they, were you on the, the all... four the or the six? six? I was on the four. I was on the six. I was on the four. I was okay. on the six. Yeah. So they were all on your train. Yeah. It went well, to my train. Your, Well, you have your police details. So not that's today. Good I didn't not have it today. today.
5: Yeah, I didn't have it. You
4: would have thought, I mean, you just had dinner <laughs> with the mayor last <laughs> I, I, night, I that today was hooked up for you. Yeah. I know, you would have thought. Man, did you say something? You know why? You mentioned me and Curtis. And that yeah, was yeah, it. That was it. yeah, that was it. That was it. He, he you likes you guys. So the funny thing about him is, and
5: I know he said things about your father, which, again, if it was my father, I'm not sure I'd ever forgive him. Right. And I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I love your father. So I understand where you're coming from. Totally get it. But outside of that situation, when you spend time with him, he's a very likable guy. He just is. And he likes a lot of the same things that you and I like. He's kind of a man's man. He's not a pansy type of guy like de Blasio, you know. <laughs> but um, And we discuss a lot of things, little sports, little pop culture, a lot of political stuff. You and I have talked at the break. And I'm telling you that no matter what he says publicly, which matters, That's what matters. That's all these people out there know. The people hating me on Instagram, these morons, for dining with Eric Adams, all they know is what they see and what he says. But I'm telling you, this guy is, and he was a Republican once, Mm -hmm. he is still more Republican today Then he
4: is a Democrat. That may be true. One hundred percent true. And look, I like a lot of the things that he says. Outside of calling the greatest mayor in history New York racist, I like a lot of the things that he says. I never should have told you about that. Yeah, I actually told you you about about that. You were the first person told me. You (laughs) were the first person. Can you believe this that he said this? Well, not only did he he say say? it,
5: not only did he say it, and I was so angry, but. He actually, when he said it, yeah. was backing David Dinkins, yeah. who was a nice man, don't get me wrong, but the
4: worst mayor, along with the Blasio, ever. You know, David, ever. David Dinkins has a municipal building named after him, which is right by City Hall. It's Caddy catty corner of the City Hall, so I walk by it basically every morning, and when I get off the train every single day, and I think, if this guy, who is slightly short of being the worst mayor to only build the Blasio, yes. can get a building named after him, when is my father going to get something named? And you know what he's probably going to get named? It's probably going to be like a city dump or something. <laughs> no, okay. that's. What they're going to name after him, but uh, oh, that is unfair! I never is. realized that. Yeah, there's nothing in the city named after your father. Well, you've got a good line to the to the top. Right I do there. see. I think. I think. I do. I don't think it's going to happen. But you know what
5: sucks about that is, oftentimes in life, people start to realize how great you were when you're gone. Yeah. And I always say, what good is that? Like, how cool would it be for Rudy Giuliani right. to be driving with you this afternoon, mm. Times Square, which he cleaned up? And see Rudy Giuliani. Why? Why does somebody have to die before we go? <laughs> and then, then, when we, then the other the other extreme is when they do die. Not your father, but other people. They become ten times better right. at what they did than they really were. Mm-hmm. That's another habit we have. You know, they were pretty good
4: at what they. they di- oh, ho, 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 ho. you're never going to have this again. Yeah, well, it's, calm down. It's why everybody loved high school, right? You remember the good stuff, and you forget kind of all about the bad stuff. Or well, just me. have a realistic. <laughs> I remember that girlfriend to this day. <laughs> Which high school we're we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I went to two:
5: Polly yeah. Prep and Solomon Schechter. But you're right about that. You're yeah. right about that. Uh So Dinkins, the building is right there. Right there. And then, to your point about Eric, and my point was he 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 really believes in more Republican values than Democrat values. And you said. You may even
4: buy that. You may buy that. Yeah, I'm, I may buy that. And like I said, there are a lot of things that he says that I like and agree with. It's just what he does that, uh, unfortunately, it like, and you said the word. I think it's I said impotent. You said unsuccessful. Probably unsuccessful is right. I might stick with impotent for a little while. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, Lara Trump was on this
5: show yesterday, and her father-in-law, Donald Trump, came out after Joe Biden's State of the Union, did his own video. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very good. He goes, this is the real state of the union. And to his credit, Donald Trump, he pointed out all of the real issues going on in this country, not just 45 minutes on Medicare Mm -hmm. and and all the nonsense that Joe Biden did uh, that night. And he laid out all the big issues, the open border, crime. Mm -hmm. And so Lara was on yesterday, and we talked about her father, not just Joe Biden. And I said, listen, a couple of days ago, Donald Trump, the pictures." Ron DeSantis, I go, he's got to stop. You and I, Andrew, have had this discussion time and time again. To your credit, you have actually put together a pretty good way Mm -hmm. for the president to deal with DeSantis and still come off as a classy Republican. Mm -hmm. He just
4: can't do it. He can't do it. Yeah, it's, uh, look, it's a weakness. It's a weakness. And and I think there's a way for him to do it which can diminish DeSantis in so many ways. Because, look. No matter how much airtime Fox News gives DeSantis uh, and News Corp gives DeSantis over the coming year and a half, he's not going to have the name recognition that Trump has. He's just not. Trump is known, whether you love him, whether you hate him, he's known all over the place. Um, but if he's able to focus on the State of the Union, for example, not just the speech, but the actual State of the Union, breaking that down, looking at where it was under Trump, 2% inflation, now double-digit inflation, uh, border crisis, Going on right now, one of the most secure borders in the history of our country under Trump. Uh, when you look at fentanyl usage, up when it was down 17% in 2019. These are comparatives that, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you can lie to yourself if you're a Democrat and say, well, Trump wasn't good because of this. But you're lying to yourself. And I think this is where Trump wins in terms of show me the facts. When he shows the facts, that's when he's the best candidate. And that's why If he can be disciplined on DeSantis, which he hasn't shown to be yet, I think he'll be the nominee. If he's not disciplined on DeSantis, then I think DeSantis will be the nominee. That's how how simple this is.
5: I I, I believe you've nailed it. It is that simple. So I said to Laura Trump, I said, you got to get your father-in-law to stop with the DeSantis bashing. Here's what she had to say. Laura Trump, from this show yesterday, Lewis, cut number 15. This is just my opinion. I want yours. He's got to stop going after Ron DeSantis. There's got to be a better way uh, to say, listen, he's a great governor, but there's a big difference between governor and president. I've already done it. But him going after him, taking shots, just my opinion, Lara, I don't think it's going to work.
1: Well, I, I think that there are probably a lot of people who agree with you. You know, the interesting thing with Donald Trump is oftentimes he does things when in the moment people say, why is he doing it that way? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't get it. And then when you look back on things, perhaps it makes a little more sense. I don't know if this will be one of those things. But the truth is, you know, Donald Trump is the only declared candidate for president on either side of the aisle right now. But he's a guy from Queens, and he likes to, you know, take shots at people if he feels like things have not uh, been done properly or maybe people haven't been as loyal as, as they otherwise should have in his opinion. And I think that maybe that's a little bit of what you're seeing there with Ron DeSantis. Now, whether or not that is the best strategy going forward, I, I don't know. But, again, he oftentimes does things that people question in the moment, and then when they look back, they say, oh, well, now it makes a whole oh, lot Oh, that out. is fair. All right, fair
5: enough. Not. So a couple of days ago, you should have cut that at the end of that, Phil. A couple days ago, I was talking to Brian Kilmeade about President Trump, and he said, listen, President Trump, Andrew Giuliani, mm-hmm. has another major issue, which is not really being covered a lot in the press, mm-hmm. and that is donor money. Mm-hmm. He's getting his ass kicked DeSantis, I mean, the Koch brothers are done with Donald Trump. Other big donors, as you know, Andrew, they're done. And DeSantis is getting a ton of money. So I asked Larry Trump about that, too. This is Larry Trump. Is she worried about the big donors leaving Trump and going to DeSantis? Larry Trump, Lewis, cut number 16.
1: Think back to 2015. Donald Trump funded his own campaign until he became the Republican nominee in 2016. And that was actually one of his strengths because he didn't have you know, lobbyists, special interest groups. He didn't have anyone to whom he was beholden other than the American people.
4: She's right. One big difference, though, is he got a ton of free airtime, not just on Fox News, but also on MSNBC, on CNN. Remember, they didn't think he was going to be the nominee, but they saw him as ratings gold, so they play him. 24-7, basically. It was the Trump show, and I forget what the estimate, but it was like over a billion dollars of valued free airtime Trump ended up getting. What you think about that, I mean, raising a billion dollars, that's now the number for a presidential. But to get that much free airtime, uh, is kind of amazing. So that's the difference that between now and between 2015. Uh, again, even with that though, he's still gonna go in with more name recognition than DeSantis. Yes, there's yes. no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no, no doubt.
5: He, uh, he's in. Joe Biden, I keep hearing the last couple of days, Will announce he's in two at the age of 82 and already a vegetable uh, in 2024. <laughs> but to your point earlier, Andrew, you said, listen, there's a lot of people in the liberal media that are saying that Biden's speech on Tuesday, and I know now both Napolitano and Bill O'Reilly were impressed with his energy. I think he said the same thing. I don't care about the energy. He was in hundred Biden's stash. a lie. It was a disgusting speech. He called out Republicans for all the wrong reasons. He congratulated Democrats for all the wrong reasons. The speech was gross. I don't want to hear about energy or all that nonsense. So Jonathan Karl is one of those guys who actually came out and said, to your point, Andrew, not just a good speech, Maybe the best ever. This is that idiot Jonathan Carl on GMA, cut number five, pumping up Biden after that four-hanger abortion on Tuesday night.
9: This was a highly unusual State of the Union address, but this is one of the best speeches that Joe Biden has delivered as president. Ugh. He came across as optimistic, hopeful. Uh, he seemed to be having a good time up there. And even when he was delivering some of those harsh attacks on Republicans, he was doing it with a smile. Not the name-calling he's done in the past. There was no talk of MAGA, you know, extremists, ultra-MAGA Republicans. Uh, and <laughs> the reaction to the from the Republicans... <laughs> Uh, at least the backbench Republicans who were heckling him and jeering him played exactly into his message. They made the contrast. He was able to, for a moment anyway, George, portray the Republican opposition as a bunch of angry uh, hecklers, uh, people that, uh, that, that were bitter and rude.
4: You know, sad thing is, when Jonathan Carl goes home at night, he looks himself in the mirror and says, "I am an independent, good journalist." <laughs> That's what he says. You think he says that? I think he says that to himself. I, I think every single day, like the SNL skit Pat, he's well, like Pat. I am an independent, After good journalist, he, yeah. and people like me.
6: After he collects a check, he's Right, of course. Yeah, 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 of of course. course. That's how exactly
4: could, right. How could he think that I that was a good I don't know. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, was, it, was, such, it After, was such a disaster. And, and by the way, from an energy level perspective, I think the reason why so many people are impressed is because he completed it. The bar is so low that's for That's true. Him, right? That's true. It's like, and, oh my God, he completed it. They're, they're waiting and they're saying, actually, I, I, with a friend. There was a a bingo game that you could play, State of the Union Bingo. And they were playing it. I was taking notes and watching the speech, but they're playing the bingo. And some of these things were like, is he going to stumble on the stage? (laughs) he's going to forget <laughs> right. somebody's name? Which, by the way, hit as you played uh, three or four so times. It's a very low bar
5: when it comes to Sleepy Joe. So one more. The Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday, and his uh, dopey wife Jill. God, God, love her. Uh, Doctor Jill, Doctor what? Nobody Doctor. knows. After she made out with uh, M. Hoff on uh, right there in the chamber, which was really weird. <laughs> 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 I mean He's the guy. And Biden's like, oh, who's that guy back there? Take off my uh, hand off my wife's hey, hey, ass. So, I remember
12: yeah. that woman. She came in. Love.
5: So then he goes, uh, Jill is a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, and she's going to the Super Bowl on Sunday in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Eagles right now a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas City. And I'm sorry, everybody knows, first of all, the Super Bowl is on a Sunday, never a Wednesday, never a Wednesday. (laughs) But but you got to know it's the same week as when you're making this speech, except for Joe Biden. This is unreal
9: cut number three. By the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the the game tomorrow uh, next week. I'm gonna yeah, have to right. stay home. <laughs> Got to work something out here. Yeah. So the game is not tomorrow or
5: next week. It's he, this Sunday. What
4: would he need a court order for, by the
5: way? <laughs> What's so that stupid? Mean? To change the game to a I, Wednesday? I, I guess. He was trying to be funny. He made a joke about Chuck <laughs> Schumer, too. No one knows what the hell he was trying to say. <laughs> That's your president, folks, Don Call. That's an amazing guy up there, Some huh? One of the best speeches I Oh, think one, he's one of the ever greatest given. ever. Uh, yeah, George,
6: yeah. back to you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk to Noam Laden, Bill O'Reilly, and Bo Diddle. The next hour, Marconi Award winning. Radio right here with me, Sid Rosenberg, Sid and Friends in the morning on seventy seven WABC.
12: Till there was you, then there was music.
0: Sid and Friends in the morning, seventy seven WABC.
5: Smashing Pumpkins, 1979. Bill O'Reilly, Bo Dietl coming up next. I've been offered to grace the cover of another magazine. But I have to have that discussion with you, Lou. We'll do it in the 9 o'clock hour. Okay. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Don't ask any questions yet. Okay. That's
4: <laughs> quite a hanger there for yeah.
5: listening. Uh, TSL, I mean, time spent listening. I can't, right? <laughs> I
6: can't wait myself. Yeah.
5: Jeez, 9.25, Ooh. I'll bring that up. It'll be my third magazine cover in the last two years. We'll talk about it later.
6: Should we just make take bets? Should we be scared of which magazine or like
5: You know what? I, I don't know. No. That's why I'm gonna ask you on air because you're like really smart.
4: No, really. Exactly. I think so. I don't know. Uh,
5: yeah, Andrew no. told me he was you smart. Come,
4: you come across that way, too, yeah.
5: but I maybe overrating You know what I it is? He's, he's been around been... a long time. Yes. He's, he's like uh the gay <laughs> wizard of Dumbledore, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Noam Leighton is here with his uh <laughs> <laughs> Noam, what's going on, brother? Uh oh. Sydney. Uh Andy. Good morning. Good morning. You don't mind if
4: I call you Andy, do you?
5: No, I've been called a lot worse. He by the way, his mother, right. had over listening right now, she just said. Who's that schmuck that just <laughs> called our son Andy? She <laughs> and just you said guys that.
3: How about, just how about how I schmuck. did? How about Drew? Do you like Drew? Uh, I, I don't care. I call Everyone, you. Don't. I, I, actually, I, I actually call so much 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 stuff. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna call you Andy because that yeah. seems to annoy you just it's a little. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm angry now. I'm gonna go punch somebody. For the next 20 you know, like Chris uh, Cuomo. Sydney, Andy, I had this whole expose ready for you on uh, the villages. You know that uh, that community in Central Florida. This whole expose, but I'm gonna put it off yeah. because I had this moment yesterday here at the station. We have a bathroom that's down the hall that's used by everybody. It's a single bathroom. It's uh, not a you know. No. You mean the Oh, one right no, here. yeah, yeah. The yeah one the one this mess. is. By the way, yes. you know,
5: I never use this bathroom Wait. because it's oh, it, so not true. It is not. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> I only make peepee. You, I've never okay, once made duty in that bathroom because it is connecting between sales and here, so I'll go make Pee And the green room. Right. Curtis Sleeve goes in that bathroom. <laughs> oh, the smell that never, comes out of that never thing. <laughs> they, that thing. Got they got
4: a, like that it. In star Well, sea. never. I, I think he kills a cat in there.
3: Cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> well, you lead me to my story because uh, the way you know is if the door is closed, right? You don't go in, right? right. If the door is open a crack and the lights on, you're like, okay, good to go. So uh, yesterday, oh, no. lights on, doors open a crack. I'm like, hey, good to go in. Uh, I uh, open the door no. and there's Sydney paying. Yeah. Oh, that's
5: true. I forgot to lock the door again. Yeah, <laughs> he
3: never, and he doesn't yeah. flush. He
4: doesn't I don't flush. flush. And, and so you know. put doesn't doesn't the seat up the at
5: least. I don't even do that. You no. put the
4: seat up. Oh yeah. my goodness. So I mean, you, I'm you I'm and Sli were competing terrible for like that. Yeah. You know, it's oh, funny to your point, my
5: my my beautiful wife Danielle, Nana, our basically raised Danielle, and I miss her desperately. So she lived in a small apartment in Brooklyn. And the first time that Danielle brought me over to see Nana, Nana made dinner for us, you know. And it was a small apartment, so the kitchen was maybe, no, 10 feet away from the bathroom. So I get up at the end of the meal I go, excuse me. Probably didn't even say that, to be honest. I just get up, and I go to the bathroom, and I leave the door wide open. I'm standing there, you know, doing my thing. And I hear, I hear Nana going, is he making with the door open? And the Danielle's like, "Yeah, that's my guy."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a story similar to that. Uh, Phil Boyce, do you remember her, the program? I know Phil Boyce, well, right? Yes. he had hired Gosh. me. Yeah, he had hired me many years ago, and I was maybe a week into the job, and we had the same similar bathroom setup. And he didn't lock the door. I walked in, <laughs> and there he was. <laughs> and I thought, "Oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job." Oh my <laughs> I, I one time as a kid walked. How in... many
6: years did it take you to get that <laughs> yeah, oh, done? It's
3: terrible. terrible. Seared in my brain. Oh. Yeah.
4: I one time as a kid walked in on Attorney General Judge Mukasey. Wow. Taking a duty. At his place, so that's I always a big remember deal. when he was going through his confirmation <laughs> hearing, talking about how waterboarding—he's he's supporting Bush through the waterboarding stuff. I just couldn't get that picture out of my head. That conversation,
5: wow, that is—is yeah. is that like well, that's gotta be one of the highlights of your whole life? <laughs> <Yes>. I <don't laughs> know you work for Donald Trump, your father's the mayor, but Michael Mukasey making a duty—you were right there. It right. is
10: one of
4: those moments when I, uh, you know, hopefully go up to the pearly white gates, yeah. or at least to purgatory. I'm not aiming for—I don't want to sure, set my sights sure. too high. Purgatory, but, yeah. That's it's probably one of those moments of the flash at
10: the very end in <laughs>
4: and <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, Andrew like, said, Can I be no.
6: waterboard?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: my gotta tell you you're doing such a great job with these uh these morning stories that I've now made the decision. Yeah. Much like Curtis Sleewa three times a week. And I know you don't want to do this. I, you say say that, to work. I like doing it. You're on five days a week. All right. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. So there he is. No blade All yeah. right. He's yeah. still mad at me. He still claims that I got him fired for Juliet Honey <laughs> many years ago. And the truth is, he's right. Uh <laughs> Traffic and Bill O'Reilly are coming up next. Right now it's time for the 77. <laughs> WABC it was actually uh, Craig Schwab. Yeah. Minia. He's not here. I'll <laughs> blame it on him. <laughs> What's your voice? Bernie. <laughs> Bernie Fultz. Uh, God rest his soul. <laughs> Minicast clip of the day. Get the whole story in under minutes. New York Minutes, down <laughs> <laughs> download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Today's minicast is from my dear friend John Matidis. Cats at Night. What a great show. 5 p.m. every weeknight. Of course, he does that great show Sunday mornings, too, the Cats Roundtable at 8. But on this show last night, John was talking to Senator Al D'Amato. Also, Dominic Carter was in there. Peter King was in there. And the topic was, and I quote, Biden has no plan in his State of the Union no plan
0: whatsoever.
6: Was it a clear indication, the State of the Union address, that Biden
10: is running for re-election?
0: Well, this was very good political
11: theater for someone uh, who is launching his um, campaign.
9: If this doesn't show you that
11: it's his intention to run, nothing will. And I must say, um, uh, as good as the theater was, particularly to try to galvanize his people, the factual uh, side left a lot to be
0: desired. Sit in friends in the morning, 77 WABC.
12: And the memory cuts like a knife. Didn't we find the ecstasy? Didn't we share the daylight when you walked into my life? Now and forever, I'll remember all the promises. Happy birthday to the great Carol
5: broke. King singing here now and forever, 81. Believe it or not, 81 years old today, the great Carol King. He was the best, he still is the best, he'll always be the best, whether it's 9 p.m. right here, weeknights on WABC, or his own website, which I gotta tell you is the best. BillO'Reilly.com, his interviews, his TV, his, uh, his columns, amazing columns, every week, and then of course his killing series. You know, I tell you a funny story, Bill, I, um, I went to the NBA store last week to buy my uh, sneakers for me and my son to play basketball. And I got on Fifth Avenue. I was there too early. So I was had to do something. So I walked a couple of stores away to the Barnes and & Noble and uh, started looking for my book. They had one copy. But I did notice as I walked towards the humorous section and I saw one copy of my book, Bill O'Reilly books all over the place. And people actually standing there, Bill, on a Sunday morning perusing through your book, and I had to do my best not to say, see that guy? That's my friend. <laughs> well, I should reorder
14: about uh, 200 of your books um, right away. And I appreciate that, you know, the backlist on all the uh, 12 killing books. Um, that means that all of them are still in print and all of them still sell, um, wow. beginning with Killing Lincoln. And I told my urchins, look, long after I'm gone, these books will still annoy you with my name. (laughs) They'll still be around. Um, And, of course, we have Killing the Witches we're writing now, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, which I think is going to be a big book. It'll be out just before Halloween. Wow. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, another one of these, you think you know what happened when the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. You don't know.
5: <laughs> well, you'll know now. Have yeah. you gotten a, uh, in Killing of the Legends, did you get a spike in that when tragically Lisa Marie Presley died two weeks ago?
14: A little bit. Um, it it's a constant sell now after, uh, four months. Is it five months? Five months now. So, uh, the way the book, uh, business goes, the stores, um, keep the books in, uh, stock for a certain amount of time and then they, uh, replenish with new books um so uh there wasn't that much interest in lisa marie presley in my zone um even though she is featured and i felt very very sorry for her yeah. in killing the legends i mean yeah. the, the girl had just i'm not going to say it was a horrendous upbringing because she was indulged and she had everything she wanted but it was chaos all yeah, around her.
5: it was oh what a great book killing the legends john lennon Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali. Folks, you got to get it. Uh, one of the guys that doesn't belong in that book, although very popular, and, and a president, which is a pretty big deal, is uh, Joe Biden. I've listened to everybody. The liberal networks tell me it was one of the greatest speeches ever. Of course, the other side, maybe the most divisive, worst speech ever. Some folks somewhere in the middle, well, his energy was good, but he still lied. For me, it was horrendous horrendous he lied about everything even in trying to you know kind of uh, underline things that the democrats have done well he lied there too so i you know again energy all that stuff terrific i'm looking for something some substance i found none what about you
14: well i look at it from a historian's point of view right after the first day i mean i did my analysis on wabc right after the state of the union with rita cosby it was nice of rita to have me on Um, But then I step back and I look at it as a historian. The most frightening part about Joe Biden's speech, and this is absolutely true, is that he believed every word of it. Really? He believed every single word that he said. Well, then let me me
5: tell you something. So if that's true, then all these years that you're telling me that, you know, listen, the guy's losing it, he's not all there. And I say, well, wait a second, Bill. I think he's evil. If he believed that garbage... He may be more evil than you've given him credit for.
14: He's delusional, Sid. Okay. He's delusional. Okay. Okay? The man cannot process information anymore. That means he can't sit in a room with a bunch of people and put forth solutions to the border or to inflation or to violent crime or to fentanyl. Okay, that's the best example, fentanyl. I'll get to it in a moment. He can't do that any longer. He sits in the room and people tell him what to do and say. He looks to his left to his wife, and she is basically the editor. Okay? Now I don't know what her agenda is. I, I don't know the woman, but I know that he is more dependent on her than Ronald Reagan was with Nancy Reagan. And Ronald Reagan, he was dependent, in the, especially in the last couple of years, almost totally on Nancy Reagan. Um, so anyway, he gets up there, and you couldn't possibly say, if you were a person that processes information, that, oh, we're going to stop this fentanyl now. Remember that? Yes. Remember that part of the speech? Yes. And that's when the Republicans started getting rowdy.
5: Marjorie Taylor Greene, specifically.
14: Okay. Well, I yelled at the television set in my house. I said, Where have you been for two
10: years?
14: (laughs) Where have you been when the body counts go over 100,000 on on drug ODs? They're probably up around 200,000 a year. Okay, where are you? And now you're going to insult everybody to go, Oh, yeah, we're going to crack down on fentanyl. I mean, no thinking rational person would present that to the nation because everybody's going to ask the same question that I just asked. Where were you for two years?
5: Right, like they were screaming in the chamber, they were screaming, it's your fault.
14: That's right. Now, they should not have done that because you have to have a respect for the office of the presidency. You don't have to respect the man. Now, I was on news Nation last night. You'll love this, and I want everybody at WABC to go over and watch We'll have it on uh, the no-spin news tonight, and we'll have it on uh, Common Sense on WABC. So Chris Cuomo screaming about the incivility of the Republicans, and he's right in the sense that you should not do that. You wait until after, and then you lay out. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene is interested in Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right. She knows she'll get attention. That's why she does this. Not looking out for the country. She's looking out for herself. You shouldn't do that. Okay. However, when Cuomo said that, I said, You're correct, but it was outrageous. That was outrageous. And then he admitted it was, and then said, but the Democrats aren't as bad as the Republicans. And you know what I hit him with?
5: I hope, I hope you hit him. I didn't hear it, but I hope you hit him with one of the most treasonous, forget about outrageous, nasty, one of the most treasonous things I've ever seen, Bill O'Reilly, Nancy Pelosi ripping up Donald Trump's speech two years ago on national television.
14: You're a genius.
5: Thank That's you.
14: That's exactly <laughs> what I hit him
5: with. Good,
14: good. Boom. Okay, and it's one of those things in a television debate Where it just, boom, it was over. You know, it was like the bottom of the ninth home run. That's it. (laughs) Thank you for coming. (laughs) And I go, are you kidding me? Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, insulting the country, not just Trump. She insulted the entire country. Of course, the the partisans, and, and there are partisans on the right who think Marjorie Taylor, whatever her name is, is the greatest thing, okay? But the partisans on the left, they go, oh no, that's acceptable. It isn't acceptable.
5: No, no. I like when the Republicans go, because I said the same thing. I said, well, wait a second. You can yell about Marjorie Taylor Green or even the way Mitt Romney treated George Santos. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, their response is, well, we're supposed to be better than that. And I said, well, the truth is, you're not.
14: Well, number one, never say at the end of the day because it's all day long. It's not at the end of the day. It's all day long. Many, perhaps most of our elected officials are narcissists. They only care about themselves. There's something else in that speech that everybody missed except me, which is why um, I don't even know what I'm going to say, which is why. I'll say it. You're the
5: the best ever. I'll say it. I
14: didn't miss it because I'm a historian. This was a key, and it just floated by past everybody. Talk about if you want to boo, this is what you boo. At the end of the speech, Biden said everybody should be in a union. Remember that? Yes. And everybody should have a living wage. Yes. Not a minimum wage, a living wage. That is right out of the Marxist yep. handbook. Yep. So who would decide the living wage? Who would decide what you make, what I make? Not our corporations. The government would decide the living wage. Mm -hmm. That's socialism. Again, does Biden understand that? No, he does not. But he did tip it off when he, he said earlier, I'm a capitalist. That set up this outrageous. When you look at a president of the United States saying, Everybody should have a living wage. And the code is that the United States government is going to run the private marketplace. That's frightening. Now, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, but Biden is down with it because he's so delusional. He doesn't understand it. But Susan Rice understands it. And the people who pull the strings behind the scenes in the
7: White House they understand yeah, Barack Obama, the rest
5: of those crew. Uh it, It's shocking to me that after this speech, it's becoming more and more likely, uh, Bill O'Reilly, that Joe Biden will, in fact, sometime this week, announce he is going to run again in 2024. At that point, he'll be 82 years old two years worse than he is today with his cognitive issues. So here Donald Trump makes this uh, great speech. But he was actually very, very good, very to the point, didn't hammer on DeSantis, talked about the country, and he'll be 78 years old, Biden 82, and the same complaint I get from a lot of people, even Trump supporters, is can't we find anybody in this country less than 78 or 82 years old to get the job done? Your thoughts on that?
14: I don't think Biden's going to run again. I mean, I'm, I know I'm in the minority, and I'm probably going to be proved wrong. But I don't see him being able to do the rigors of the campaign. I mean, he can barely walk into the chamber of the House of Representatives now. I mean, did you see him there?
10: Yes. Okay?
14: Brief. He's going fat, He's going downhill faster than Lindsey Vaughn. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. But the Democrats have no one, literally no one to put into that slot. And that's their problem. And as far as the Republicans are concerned, I don't know if Trump's going to make it. You know, because there's a lot of. Yes, we liked what Donald Trump did as president. And he did govern fairly well, in my opinion. But he's so. Controversial, and it's you divert away from the country's needs so often that maybe we want to try somebody new. So don't be surprised in the primary season um, if Trump does not gain that much traction. Now he is formidable and certainly wants wants it, Um, but you know this is going to be a really fascinating year twenty three. And remember. By this time next year, we'll already have three primaries under our belt. Right. So it's coming up fast.
5: Wow. This is going to be an exciting couple of years, no doubt. Uh, but the real excitement comes our way on Sunday from Glendale, Arizona, where the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. On the on the yearly basis, Bill, you make these pictures with me. You've been very, very good. Bill O'Reilly, who wins the Super Bowl? Well, I'll be there. Oh, you
14: uh, are going? Yeah, I'm going to frighten everyone. Um, <laughs> if Rihanna sees me, she's not going to perform. So I might, I might have a shroud over me. Um, yeah, I got to go in and do a lot of business there. And I mean, we're we're red hot here. What, what tomorrow, are you going tomorrow?
5: When are you leaving tomorrow?
14: Uh, Friday. Friday.
5: Yeah, tomorrow. At, yep. Tomorrow's yep.
14: Friday. Right. I don't even know what day it yeah, is. Yeah. I'm delirious. Yeah. So I'm going to be there. And uh, here's the uh, don't bet the game. Okay, don't bet the game. I mean, if 10 $20 bucks with your friends, fine. If the Philadelphia quarterback, Jalen Hurts, gains more than 80 yards on the ground running the ball, Philadelphia will win because they'll keep the ball away from Mahomes in Kansas City. But this is a game where both quarterbacks could get hurt in the first three minutes of the game. Just like San Francisco, I mean, they were going to put Nancy Pelosi in to play quarterback. (laughs) They didn't have anybody else. No. Everybody was wiped out. Yeah. Uh, These games are so intense, and both uh, Mahomes, brilliant athlete, and and Jalen Hurts have been hurt this year. And the monsters that are coming and trying to tear their arms off know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, when I get out to Phoenix, I'm going to try to look up Kevin Durant, okay? <laughs> and that was the best thing the Nets could have done. That's what I those said. Guys. That's I, what I, I said. It. Yep. I heard it. And here's the thing. I know we're up against the clock. You cannot give these guys $80 million and control them. You can't do it. No sport can do it. You can give them the $80 million, but it has to be an incentives. all right? So you control them. Once you get that money, then you do what you want. Look at LeBron James and the Lakers, okay? And that's always the key. You bring these guys in, the Mets may have a problem paying these guys all that money. I don't think so. I think that Showalter is going to stay ahead of it, all right? But particularly in football and and basketball, Um, you pay these guys all that money, they're not going to listen to anybody
5: it's true uh, that has been the case more than often try to pull a collection of this talent together and like you said they just don't there's no synergy they don't listen they don't win but you win every week another amazing appearance folks check them out tonight 9 o'clock the No Spin News Bill O'Reilly.com have a safe trip out to Arizona enjoy the game on Sunday Bill we'll do it again next Thursday love you pal thank you so much
14: okay Sid thanks for having
5: me you got it the great Bill O'Reilly every Thursday morning at 8.40 here on Sid and Friends we got a great 9 o'clock hour still to come your way your fourth and final hour which includes Sid's Take great game brought to you by Pete Morgan and live in studio Making his second appearance as of the week, as he does every week, the very entertaining oh, Bo Diddly once again happy eighty-one to Carol King. Bo Deedle is coming up next.
12: I will always think of you.
0: Boy, this is sit and friends in the morning.
12: Friends,
0: them, Seventy-seven WABC.
12: You're a
10: big <laughs> Really
12: funny. Really funny. What do
1: you mean i funny?
12: It's funny, you know. It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. What do you
1: mean? You mean the way I talk? What?
12: It's just, you know, you're just, you're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, Lord Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? J- what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so- man, let me understand this, because I you know. Maybe it's me. I'm a little f- up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to f***ing amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell the story. What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the f*** am I funny? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the f*** out of here, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) i I almost had him. I almost had him. You're stuttering stuttering, prickly. Frankie, was he shaking? (laughs) I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under (laughs) question.
15: Oh, that
5: is great stuff. That is uh, Joe Pesci, Goodfellas. And we played that for two reasons. First of all, it's because Joe Pesci turns 80 years old today. Happy 80th birthday to Joe Pesci. And, of course, the man sitting to my left, who's on twice a week, who was a great cop for the better part of two decades, also a dear friend of mine for nearly 30 years, was in that movie. He's a great actor, Godfather of Harlem, Gravesend, Irishman, Wolf of Wall Street. But Bo was in Goodfellas, too. So, you, mother! I'll yeah. blow your
7: prayer. You used another word there. Oh, you're a tough guy. We're gonna have a party. Oh, we're gonna make a cake. Bye, bye, dickhead. That was your, <laughs> uh,
5: such a great scene. Such a great scene. Now,
7: did you want? Now,
5: I know you, you. You did scenes, obviously, with Pacino and De Niro in The Irishman. Irishman yeah. You stole that movie. But you no know, scenes with Pesci. In Goodfellas, right? Uh
7: in Goodfellas? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no.
5: Were well, they called you back then? I what was in arresting office, yeah. And yeah. we
7: lost a very dear friend of mine that Ray Liotta, poor yeah. guy. Oh, I know. I had him up in Rayos, and then a lot of people don't know. Scorsese casted sixteen people pd Neck, Johnny Roast Beef, Mikey Black, uh, uh, uh Tony Lip. Everybody yeah. was casting because uh De Niro uh wasn't with me, not De Niro, it was Scorsese. Mm-hmm. He saw all these characters at the bar in he goes Oh, can we come back next Thursday? I said, sure, Marty. He goes, tell anybody who wants to be in a movie. And he casted them right out. Wow. This is his vision. He's the man. He hey, is. State of the Union the other night. I, <laughs> I didn't even watch uh, the uh, Housewives of Wherever the Hell and, <laughs> and I was watching the State of the Union. Yeah, what a great speech. But I thought it's the State of the Union. What about inflation? What about these friggin' balloons? That balloon could have had a nuclear weapon in it. What about that? (laughs) What about the border? We got four million kookarages coming across there. What about that? Fentanyl, a 100,000 people dead. Hey, Joe, President Joe, State of the Union. All you talked about was lies and with all these numbers. And then, then, I saw it. Did you see it? There was a full moon the other night at State of the Union. And then I saw this guy hoovering over the president he was a friggin' werewolf. Oh, the cut from Texas. Look at him. Yes, yes. Look at him. Look at him. He ain't a werewolf. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. My eyes are yeah, oh, I can't. i can't I'll look from Texas. Look at him. Uh, He's I can't, a friggin' I can't werewolf. Do it. I can't do it. He was trying to jump him, and then our girl, our girl there. What's her name there? Maxine Waters wearing James Brown's ex wig still. Why don't you buy a new wig and give James back his wig, man? Oh my God. What a what a scene that was that other night, State of the Union. Uh, you
5: now? Are you remorseful, Bo, after watching that Tuesday night? Do you have some remorse that you voted for Joe Biden and continue to say bad things I about Trump? Well, I didn't uh, vote
7: for Joe Biden, <laughs> and you want us to know stop that bull crap? You know exactly what I'm talking. I want I want one thing. I want us to get somebody in there. That appeals to everyone, to the moderates, to the moderate Democrats. Yeah. You can't win just with my Republicans, and I'm not a Republican. Check me out. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican and Independent. If you Googleize me and you Wikipedia me, I'm one of everything. My point is, I need someone that is not confrontational. I need someone that people love and and bring back that feel of America. So you, so you again. like DeSantis? You like DeSantis? I love DeSantis, yeah. but you want to know some. I know Donald Trump a long time before all years. Yeah. Look, at Donald Trump had the greatest policies that this country has ever yep, seen. Right. And if he wasn't such a narcissist son of a gun, he would have been reelected. And America would have been in a greater place. But what do we do now if he runs? And I keep telling you about it, if he runs and he loses to one of these fools and they're going to come out. If you run someone like a DeSantis, they're not going to come out the way they're going to come out against Donald Trump. And you were in the administration. Mm-hmm. I love you, son, but you will know what I'm talking about. This is the problem. They'll come out of the woodwork. They'll have voting boots on the Rio Grande with all the cucarachas coming over. And they'll be
4: <laughs> and they'll be voting at the, at the Rio Grande. But I think in terms of that, I think you're still going to have that with DeSantis. You might not have, the media scru- not have the media hating on DeSantis the way they hated on Trump, but they're starting to ramp that up as well.
7: Well, you want to know something... If it comes down to it, look, I'm not a fool. Right. But the only thing is this: all I'm looking for is to bring the country together. Right. And here's when, the difference. when people, when people talk to me and tell me, "Oh, Bow, you're a racist. You're talking about black on black crime." Oh, sorry, everybody out there, it's black criminals and gang members killing blacks. That's the fact. Why are nine percent of the blacks in New York City moving out of New York City because of crime? Right. They're a the victim. So yeah.
5: No. By the way, uh, to your point, here's the difference. Okay. Mm. Uh, yes, they had to come down hard on Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. and he will fight back. He's not a wuss, but he'll fight back with policy. In other words, mm-hmm. he's not going to take a picture of Ted Cruz's wife right. and call her ugly. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go out of his way to make, make fun of somebody's wife or kid. That's what Donald Trump does, and I like Trump. I mm-hmm. would vote for Trump tomorrow, but DeSantis, they'll run at him. He'll come back with policy. Trump, because he's a Queens boy, he acts like Chris Cuomo.
4: You can't do that. You know
7: what I fear the the most? What I fear the most is my friend Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, getting the nomination and running and losing. Mm -hmm. And what will we get after that? We're just going to go into that never-ending whirlpool of a toilet bowl. The biggest problems across this nation – are the crime, the the, the indifference to police officers all over. My friend called me from New Jersey. New Jersey State Troop is one of the greatest jobs of law enforcement. They used to have 19,000 applicants. You know how many applicants they had? 1900. Yeah. Nobody knows wow. a wow. I got this from one of my, uh, one of my dear friends who used to work for me, used to play for the Philadelphia Eagle, Mickey Watson. He called me yesterday. He said, "Boys, I saw you on Newsmax. He goes, did you know this? And I said, holy macro. I said, I can't believe that this is what's, and this is the elite. A state trooper is a state trooper. Wow. And they ain't got, they used to have 19,000 guys and gals that were applying for it. 1900. Is it telling you something? Yeah, they're going out of Florida, right? And what I'm trying to say is we've got to turn this direction around completely. we got to uh, uh, capitalize on this inflation. we got to capitalize of where we can't afford things anymore. You got to hit them in a, in a pocketbook. <laughs> and it's got to be in a sense and in a way where everyone says, question myself, am I, am I really good? And when people are trying to walk poor Margot was out yesterday. She was up. we have an apartment this in ninety. This is York. your Margot, not yeah. John's Margo. The guy's walking <laughs> right. down the street, she told me with a crowbar with black tape around, walk past her <laughs>
4: And oh my I'm, God. Scared stiff. You know, I'm scared, Steph. Of course. I'm
7: scared, Steph, and I tell you that about mm-hmm. your daughter and your yes, wife and, and you and yes. your wife and your yes. son and my son's coming. Yeah. Let's, let's be real about it. Then you have dinner. You, you have know. dinner with your mayor. Right. What did you get done? With well, let side? me tell you what I got wait, done. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? Did you make? He made you wait until 10 o'clock. That's true. You were like his, can I use the BITCA? Yes, I was. You were so, his. So, yeah. so yeah.
5: I text Bo. Bo's not far from me. He's at Avra having Greek food with Louie and Teresa, and I'm at Wolfgang. So I say, Bo, come meet me because you want to talk to the mayor anyway no 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 you do what i tell you to do mm. and i listen to bo because he's like my father He says you tell the mayor this gun stuff you start to prosecute these people federally eric adams sits down i go before we do anything bo deedle told me to ask you this <laughs> yeah. he goes and what'd you get I out of you know. that what'd he said of he that? said bo is exactly right he said bo that will absolutely help cure the issue I've gone to the federal government now six or seven times. I continue to go to Bose Point at this point. They're not willing to do
7: it. Okay, that's jism. You know what jism is? <laughs> that was jism on the
5: floor. Well, you, you, you
4: call it jism. What? I
7: call them impotent. No, 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 okay, no, no, hold on. On. hold on, on a second. <laughs> Shit, let me tell oh. you. Right now, the most important job in this country, as we all agree, is the president of the United States. The number two job of the most important thing in this country is the mayor of this great city of New York City. Eric, I know you're listening, Eric. I told you I want to be a running back. You don't have to do nothing. I don't need badges. I don't need lights. Let me expose the U.S. Attorney's Office for not doing it. I wanna know. And then what we gotta do is we gotta get the names of all these assembly people and all these state senators. They ain't doing nothing. You go up to Albany, you got that (laughs) scarf wearing creep there, and you got that little munchkin there, (laughs) Hevesy up there. They look at you, they laugh. (laughs) Ha ha ha. We're just doing what we gotta do and make as much money as we can. And that's exactly what's going on. Eric. You are the mayor of the greatest city in the world. And I told you many times, if you clean it up, but you got to expose it. Every time there's a shooting, you've got to have a news conference. This little young man was shot by a convicted felon. This blood is on your hands. No, 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 hold on a second.
5: Before he went to D.C. on Tuesday, when that kid got shot and he died yesterday, he was already dead for days. He was there. He had a press Every... conference, Mayor Adams. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, come on. Well, hold, come on. hold on. You want to be the guy's czar. You want to work with the guy. You've already compared him to a male secretion.
7: And now you're saying he doesn't
5: go to <laughs> enough press conferences. No, no, what no, kind of What no. kind of strategy no, is this, No, no,
7: no. <laughs> The most important issue, even to my, my fellow black Americans, they're bailing out for what reason? Crime. Yeah. Crime, crime, crime. Sure. New York is looked upon as crime. Yeah. Every day, when he goes on that little punk show there on New York, want that little garbage can there. Pat the, no, or no. Lewis. Errol Lewis, Errol Lewis, that, that racist punk. mother yeah, yeah, And he goes on, <laughs> what we gotta be doing, we gotta be calling out the legislature. Let the people know the only way we're gonna take it down. But then again, when he, when we, when when uh, my friend ran for governor, I think ninety percent of the people of New York City, the, the African-Americans mm-hmm. voted against them. And their biggest problem is crime. And let's yeah, let snaggle tooth there. who's was just like, you're going to get back. You're going to my, my, my husband tomorrow tomorrow, comes. This is what we got running this state. We got snaggle tooth up there. You got Ick and Ike with the assembly and the, and the state senate. We got my man. And, Eric, I know you're listening. Please, let me be your running back. You don't have to pay me. Let me be the big mouth. I'll have news conferences in front of the U.S. Attorney, Southern and Eastern. Why are you not prosecuting? Because we cannot put these people in jail under these New York State laws. We can't hold them. And there's going to be another 2,000 people going to be shot in the next couple of months and killed out there. Why can't we every day being big like a fight? You're fighting someone, right, son? got me, Andrew? Yeah, I got you. you fight, You hit him. Don't let him out. <laughs> Pat him the hell out of him. Like I told you, I trained you oh. for Chris Cuomo. You hit him. You keep hitting. him. You don't oh, back God. off. What are you laughing about? I you guess, know I that. know. I know. Billy yeah.
5: Bats. You got a Billy Bats. And right. then you got to put him in the trunk and, and stab and him. And then it's
7: full. Full of a president. there here. Uh, you know what? The greeny, The greenie. And then I watched a the video there. I told you the other day. These poor little kids, African-American kids, seven years old, digging with their fingers for cobalt. I what saw is that, coal yeah. Cobalt yeah. yeah. is for the batteries. And without cobalt, you ain't got no chargeable batteries. <laughs> Slave labor. And then the AOC, that moron. Oh, this is a waste of time, what they're doing with the hearings. How about the waste of time they did for two years Against your friend Donald Absolutely. Trump. But that wasn't a waste of time. <laughs> that was a sideshow, show. <laughs> and I'll tell you. And now all of a sudden, Subway sandwiches. Remember I did Arby's? I used years. to love those commercials. I actually went to Iowa. And I went there in my suit, and I went I into remember. the factory and put this white suit on, yeah. and they had this lump of thing about eight foot high, and they were squashing <laughs> uh, turkey in there, turkey meat, to one big lob. It looked like the friggin' blob. <laughs> and I went in there, and I said, that don't look like no turkey to me. So what they would do was slice of the meat, and they would take two weeks for it to get over the truck, and they put it in the refrigerator in the, in, the, in the sandwich place. So I used to interview the people. I said, well, how long are you keeping it? Oh, till we sell it. I said, doesn't it get the smell? I put cold cuts in refrigerator. It smells like the refrigerator. Oh, no, when you put mayonnaise and mustard, you can't smell. That's what it was. Now, all of a sudden, my guy's in Subway. Now I'm supporting Subway. What, you know, Subway. are you doing the commercials? I'm going to do commercials with Subway. There we go. You know what they're doing now? They're taking and they're slicing the meat fresh. There you go, subways. Well, if you, you know what kind, kind
5: of reminds me of like the subway four train where the passengers get sliced. <laughs> kind
10: of <the> same thing. <laughs> but I'm very,
5: I'm very, 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 I'm silly.
7: very happy that Subway has realized slice your meat fresh, yeah. and then you don't smell like a friggin' refrigerator. I got to tell you,
4: whichever coach decides to have you come and give oh, oh, a game the speech, they're going to win the season. That's no. my prediction. Both they know, need to come and bring you in. He, he has oh, become a combination.
5: He's become a combination of Newt Rockney and Sam Kennedy. Yeah, and i telling you. I'm the
7: combination of of Jeremy. Uh, uh, what's his? Ron Jeremy. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> poor Ron, That was your hero. How many times did you masturbate watching Ron Jer- Jeremy pound? Wow, wow,
5: he was in the scene, but it wasn't because of him. But many times. Oh
7: yeah, okay. My poor poor Ron Jeremy. You got a 22 inch penis, and now you now you're crazy. You're not crazy. You just thought that's a way out. You punk. You raped those girls. Got to
5: tell you. Oh, he Be- definitely did.
7: Definitely right, did. Now before I go we've got yeah, we go got to go back. Everyone says, please both talk about it. E-bikes, we should ban e-bikes. They're starting fires. You can get my friend Nigro on there. They bring e-bikes in the apartment. They blow up, fire, fire, fire. Garages, fire fire, and you get run down by these little cool garages. <laughs> or when you're standing on the street, no license, no license place. When, Eric, are we gonna take them down? You started with the smoke places. That was a good move. You got that idiot DA there to work on the smokehouses. How about we work next where you have to license these motorbikes where you don't kill people and <laughs> register the damn thing? What's the problem, nice. Eric? Let's go take charge, baby. I'm ready to go, Eric. And I don't fear
5: nobody. All right. There it is, folks. (laughs) Eric Adams must have loved this segment. That is uh, The Great Boat Needle. And that's why, folks, he's on twice a week, 740 every Tuesday morning, live in studio. That's energy. Joe Biden, you thought that was energy on Tuesday? How about 905 Thursday mornings with The Great Boat Needle right here in studio and his friend from Texas?
7: Out. I'll be good. I can't be together. If he don't look like a friggin' Al Green, Google him. He's a friggin' werewolf. All and right. the ball was out.
5: Thank you both. Peter King checks in. Sid, you're funny. That was a great segment. More to do, including Sid's tape. If I'm taking a test right now. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. The Great Boat Needle and the Isley Brothers. More of us right into this.
12: That I can do, yeah. I Super
0: This is Sitin Friends in the Morning, entertaining and informative. Seventy seven WABC.
5: I know that uh, people are grabbing for their Xanax and <laughs> their Percocet after uh, Bo Bo's great. I mean, that's why I love him. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Bo Diddle, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, Curtis Slewa, So I promised to have this uh, magazine cover conversation with uh, Andrew and Lou, which I will get to now. We've covered all this stuff up and down, the State of the Union and Eric Adams and all that, all that stuff was fine. So I get a call, Louis. From Melissa, she's a waitress, part-time at the chef's table. Do you know where that restaurant is, Lou rufino No, I do not. Yes, you do.
6: I, yes, that's what I meant. Is that Phil Gramercy Park right there? Incorrect.
5: No. no Why would no. Lou know? He lives be, in Rockaway. Rockaway. Right on the corner of 116th, right okay. by that Fresh Market. Okay. Right. You got, I got it? Got I was it. Got in the right. Right city. I got I got the, the right city. Now I got it. Right. I got the right city. city. I know where you are now. A couple doors away from uh, the last stop diner by the uh, the A-train. All Right. So uh but she also serves Melissa, she does a podcast, she does some newsy things. In fact, when Joe Murray, my good friend the attorney, has his annual Christmas deal, which you've been to, Lewis. Yes. She covers it. And uh I co hosted this year with uh, Joe Causey, some other guy, I forgot his name, it doesn't matter. It's a wonderful event, raises money for diabetes, juvenile diabetes, autism, all that good stuff, and this year he's gonna involve the Dysproxia Foundation, Spotlight for me, Danielle and Gabe, I love Joe Mary. He's a great guy. So anyway, so she uh, she covered that event. So we, she reached out to me a couple days ago and she said, uh, "Here's the deal. I'm working with this magazine, and I know you've done magazine covers in the past. I've done two Iron Man, where I show off my uh, veiny muscles, <laughs> and um, the FLG magazine shoot, which I did with Joseph Aboud a couple years ago, which was amazing." She goes, "We're thinking about putting you on the cover, and then doing like a four-page." Story on you. And I said, okay, wh- what's the story about? She said, well, you're, you're going to be 56. I said, yes. She goes, you're in really good shape for a guy who's 56. And right off the bat, when somebody says that, I never know how to take that. Like, I know it's complimentary, but what do you mean for a guy that's 56? So, me, because I really am messed up, like I have so many issues, I go, let me tell you something.
6: <laughs> oh, you, you didn't
5: just <laughs> attack her. Lou. Attacker. I ripped her head off. I go, he sounded like Bo. Yeah. I go, how about a guy 25? I go to the gym. She goes, Sid, Sid, I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh Calm down. Goodness. I go, I go to the gym every day. I see 20 year old kids. They don't look half as good as me naked. Not
4: half as good. <laughs> so you look at 25 year old kids naked. Yeah, I probably should have said that. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so um, so while
6: well, she was talking, yeah, she had her cell phone yeah, yeah, yeah. was going, 911. Right. She goes,
5: no, no no, we, 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 no, no, I love you. You're great. You look
4: great. You so, sound great. We, we're we're going to do this. Story, so if it's a four-page thing in there, yeah. then they probably want to come in and take a picture of, like, Lou and Phil in the background, maybe even me in there, and you yeah. get a couple of quotes from us. Right. So Phil, no. what would you say for this magazine as a quote? Is Phil even there? He's not even there. That's what he would <laughs> <Yeah>. say. Nothing. <laughs> Phil was he's scared. Yeah. He, he, he was scared of what magazine be. it was going to no, be. No, but actually. she goes, She
5: goes, we'll come to your house, and we'll do the photos. I said, I don't have a house right now. <laughs> <laughs> come back in
6: June. You better have a waterproof camera. Yeah,
5: so she goes, well, we'll come to your hotel. I go, no, you won't. You're not coming anywhere. She goes, well, we can do it at the Gromaldi's location at the limelight there you go there you See go that injuries. Injuries. so good. i said yes yeah so that maybe that's why this guy frank called me last night I, I don't know why that's probably it right so now i go what magazine is this she goes let me tell you something i go is it just online because most magazines today are just online right i hate those like when i'm in the new york post which is often i go to the online why are you smiling
13: I'm listening.
5: Because I, no, I said which is often. Because I said which is often. Because a smiley guy. I he like, likes to yeah, smile right. all the time. So I'm happy. You make him smile. So they have the online page six thing, which <laughs> like uh, our good friend Todd Shapiro is involved with, and it never does it for me. Right. But when I see myself,
4: Andrew, in the in paper, me, you physically want to see yes, it in the paper. Yes. You hold yourself. No, want to touch it. Yeah. Right. I want to touch, touch yourself. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, not touch yeah. myself. Come on. Touch yourself. Doesn't sound right. So,
5: so I go. Is the magazine? Could you buy it? She goes. Oh my God. Everywhere. I go really. Where do they have this magazine? She goes Sydney. There is not a doctor's office from the United States to Canada that doesn't have this magazine. I go. What is sexier than a magazine in a doctor's office? (laughs) I can't can't think of anything. Right. So I go. Can you please send me a last cover?
4: Because I'm thinking to myself, like a 90 year old guy. You know, he's got he's got shingles and hemorrhoids. You know what those guys are going to say as they're waiting for their doctor? What? That guy looks really good for 56 years old.
5: <laughs> so it turns out the magazine that's very funny, Andrew, is uh, Preferred Health Magazine. There he go. It took him two seconds to start Googling. What, what
6: you, you wanted me to do No, I know. I know that. So
5: are you familiar with this, uh, Andrew? Now I am, yes. Have you heard of it before?
4: Uh, first, time.
5: Oh, first time. First time. Okay. First time. Maybe your wife knows. Maybe she knows. Maybe. Your dad probably knows because <laughs> I tried to his Uh Preferred <laughs> Health Magazine. Do you see it? I'm looking now. Let's. Just so you know, I said yes. So there's going to be a photo in... shoot. There's going to be a story. How can I say no to that? Yeah, you got it. You got to I mean, say come yes on. to that.
4: Mm. You have to say yes to that.
5: Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. What do you mean, wow? Oh. Wow. Well, okay, what? Wow. What? Okay, what?
6: Uh, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> comments on men who are 50 plus. Page 38. Well, that's a You're good gonna be yet. with Pelosi that's right there. Great. Wait, that? she's on the cover, Nancy Pelosi? No, i just saying she was commenting oh. on another 56 okay. year old. Yeah. I, that's really good for a 55. <laughs> Lou, got to lick your lips. Lou is licking yeah, his lips yeah, as he does sure. it. No, no. <laughs> no I, 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 seriously, I do see... I don't know who these people are on the call. you never heard
5: of, of them? Uh, L- I still L- have time. I could, I can call Melissa today and, and back and out. And do it, because you're going to <laughs> no. the no, put them on the map. That's what you're going to do. You're
4: going to put them on the map. That's what your mindset needs to be no, going yeah. into this. Yeah. You're going to
6: shoot by all of these other people. That's right. You're going to put, put them on the map. I'm to be huge because of this?
5: Huge. So you're telling me that hosting the number one radio show in New York, being in a movie, a big
4: screening on Monday night. It's a blip of compared to preferring. Really? A blip. Really? Maybe not WABC,
10: but everything else, yeah. because, well, I'm, because I'm one, currently employed by one, it. But everything else. One of the what? issues,
6: one of the issues. Uh, here we go. As yeah. vasectomy, men choose so partners never have to.
5: Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny about that. Oh,
6: okay. Guess who
5: had a vasectomy after Gabriel was born? Oh. Me.
6: Well, well you, you really <laughs> narrowed it down.
5: <laughs> uh, I'll never forget it. I went to a guy in Boca. His name is Grant Disick. If that name sounds familiar, <laughs> I know it's. But if that name sounds familiar, Relations? his nephew is Scott, Scott Disick, Disick. who was married to the Kardashian sister wow. all those years. So I'm like, well, I know you're gonna take good care of me because Scott Disick is your nephew. Okay, wait a minute. This, this is the doctor. He's a doctor. His name is D- Disick. Disick. <laughs> but that was okay. his nephew is a guy from the Kardashians. He's I, very I, famous. I know I yeah. You know, so, I, so, so let me tell you, if you've never gotten this before. They, they inject your testicles.
6: Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go find Phil. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got things to do.
4: <laughs> Lou, I currently am filling out the talent survey for WABC. Jeez. And it asks all kinds of things, like, what's your favorite auto supply yeah. chain? Right. I would want, what's my favorite vasectomy? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> great to get it, yes. <laughs> okay. And it was so painful for about three can,
6: seconds, I mean, but... I mean, yeah.
5: I gotta tell you, it's not a bad move. I'm just saying. No, it's just, so far it
6: sounds excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well it's, I ne I never worry about getting Danielle th- pregnant
5: okay. anymore. I don't have to worry about that.
6: Okay. The, uh, great. There are other ways too. There's Like this- what? Like what? Yeah, like what? Okay, before the vasectomy came along yeah. in the world, there were other uh, birth control methods. No? Did you never hear of any of these? I,
5: I don't wear those. Anyway, one uh, 800 <laughs> It's
6: still a <laughs> the <out> <laughs>
5: Unless, of course, you're an on the program. Then I wear them every day.
6: Right. Well, right now, my my preferred birth control is listening to this conversation. Right now. That would do it for
5: That's me. That's funny. Uh, we got, uh, the game is coming up next, me against Andrew and traffic. Right now, it's time for the 77 WABC. So, wait. So, I'm, I'm doing the magazine, right? That's it? Andrew, yeah, a, you do it. Okay. you got to be. you got to do it. Oh, yeah. 77 WABC <laughs> minicast clip of the day.
6: Welcome to Stop and Shop. Can you go your food over here? I know that guy.
5: Get the whole story in under 10 New York minutes. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here, my man, John Katsimatidis, is talking to Alphonse D'Amato about Biden's no plans during the state of the hey, Al, How does this Joe Biden
15: compare to the Joe Biden you served with in the Senate and were a personal friend of?
5: Well, he he
11: proclaimed himself uh, as a moderate. And what has he uh, come to be? Oh, ban oil. No, we're not going to use it. Ban natural gas. We're going to take it out. My God, what do you replace it
13: with? And have everybody racing around trying to find food at reasonable prices? This is madness. Boy!
0: Now, it's time for Sid's Take.
12: Sid's Take! Sid's Take, yeah!
0: Good luck! Sid's Take. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC.
8: That is right, Deep Voice Man. Sid's Take is sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to peerlessboilers.com or paviliontankless.com for a dealer near you. Mm, they like are it, yes.
4: America's best built boilers. Is that Bo early? Who's, who's doing that voice?
6: It is right now, Phil.
9: Is it back to you? By cool. the
4: way, by the way I, yeah. I'm filling out the talent survey, as I said before, and sure enough, on the second page, it asks what your favorite magazine is. So I said Preferred Health. Also, Pete Morgan, who is sponsoring said game, checks in and says their number one sponsor is Depends. So I think he has some inside intel on this.
12: Oh, oh.
8: good one, Her health. Yeah, Her 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 Health, I think, is going <laughs> to become the official sponsor of uh, the show soon. Now, yeah. They've, they've the got so much free advertising. after. have to. Yeah, right. We should probably stop talking yeah, about them absolutely. before. Shh. All right. Uh, sis Take, today's Thursday. It's uh, three for Thursday, the way this game works. Have you played this one yet?
4: Uh, this might be the first
8: time, but I okay. have listened to you. On the radio, so I've heard it before. Okay. Yeah, this is the one, so you know how it's played, three clues to try to guess what I'm inferring, what they all have in common. Okay. Uh, so let's get it started. Let's do it. And uh, Lou, yes. honorarily, what do we, which number do we normally start with? We start with three. Ah. Uh, no, we start with okay, three. Okay, we're going to start with one. Okay, five. Okay. That's I, we're a good idea, Phil. <laughs> number one, <laughs> Delta <laughs> Spirit United Airlines. <laughs> Very good. I was gonna say these all get harder as it goes along, but I don't know if that's the case. I think that's that's the easiest one. Yeah. Uh number two, Prince, Tom Petty, and Rihanna. Musicians?
4: Uh kind of. No. That's no, that's accurate, but is there more? Yes. Would you like yes. more? Okay. In so, common in common. So you said Tom Petty, Prince and Rihanna. Specific. All performed at the Super Bowl halftime okay. show. We're, we're going to get him yeah, that second chance. Yeah. That's got to
8: be a game. Because right we'll they're both that accurate. That's, he, yeah, he's technically true for both oh, things, okay so. yeah Yeah, was right. Okay. <laughs> Until you're judging. Something my wife we no, told he'll, we'll me give that to them, right, okay. but I'll take it. There's nothing on the line here. We're going to give it to him.
12: <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are
8: as low as they could possibly be. <laughs> Num- number three here. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook.
4: Westbrook, Westbrook. Oh my God, you're the NBA Brooke. guy. And Josh Hart, NBA basketball players that uh, play, did they? I don't know if Hart played for Oklahoma City. I'll say Oklahoma yeah. City. They played for Oklahoma City. No, but I don't.
6: <laughs> Close. All yeah.
8: were traded yesterday or oh. traded today. Okay, the
6: Hart
4: one got me.
8: He's Hartford, traded yeah. to New York. Yeah. yeah, it
4: was so close. Actually. Yeah, all the Valentine's Day talk before I was going to. <laughs> all all it. the vasectomy You get talk, Actually, you get it? You get it? Yes.
8: <laughs> Number four: Pelham Bay, Union Square, and Brooklyn
4: Bridge City Hall. They're all on the. Uh, they're all on the Green Line. They're all on the Green Line. Uh, uh, I need more. You need more. We need one. Which, which <laughs> train? Uh, six, six six train? six six trains. Six trains. Bam bam. Bam. bam bam
6: There we go. The fact that he got that. There. It, yeah. I know.
8: Forget
4: it. Good. Okay. What is that? Three for four. Three, yes. Three out of four. Last
8: one here, number five. Let's close it out. Ebony Williams, Juliet Huddy, and
4: Ron Kuby all worked at 77 WABC and have been fired. No! Kuby, Juliet Huddy. And it's another one of
8: those technical ones. Technically, but there's something more specific here. It's all worked with Curtis Lewa. No. Yes. Sorry, uh, Lou walked out of the studio for a second. They all,
4: work with they all work with Curtis Sliwa. They all work with Curtis Sliwa. But uh, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. But yeah, no, yeah, well, you you know, I
8: was accurate. They all worked in 77, that's right. Right. Oh, right? That's
6: the correct answer, yes. Well, um, I had to go find Sid.
8: What, are we going to count that one, Lou? I do. I, three well, and a half. I got three, three and a half. We'll half. get All the right. hook. There's no tie today. Three and a uh, half. He's got a tie, here
4: In honor of the Super Bowl, you know, three and, and a half. walked
5: by one of these studios, and mm-hmm. Curtis is preparing. He's filling in for Brian Kilmeade today. Yes. He's on after us at 10 yes. o'clock. So let me guess. All I heard was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> this tape, this tape, Kevin jokes. That's Sid saying this. That's Sid saying that. So get ready for 2 hours of why don't you that's what sits a rain injury the why whole thing
6: why don't you just stay here do,
5: I may do, as well I, that's I, nice you get 7 straight hours uh, of program I just, exactly right it's, it's, it's courtesy
8: what is basically the He's your number one advertiser. He is, 100. yes, he is. Yeah. And preferred health. No. He's like you should. High, you should <laughs> he should be like your Don King. That's funny, Andrew. He should be your promoter. He is like Mike you're, Don. You're King. Like Mike Tyson. Yeah, same thing. Except yeah. you know how that ended. He took all his money. I did know that. Yes. He
5: yeah. actually set him up on that rape nonsense with Desiree Washington, which never happened. Jeez. Now Tyson raped other girls, but not that one. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Number yeah. one.
8: That is damn funny. On that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> three for Thursday. Three clues you have to try to guess I what like they all have same. in common. Well, how would you write three, three and a half. half? Three and a half. half. Three and gonna just hit the other half. Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, Delta Spirit United Airlines. Spectacular! I got that. You got that one right. Yes, okay. that's the oh. clean. That, yeah, was, that clean. was clean. That was All clean. Right. This one actually, it, it technically, whatever. We're gonna Is go. Is this clean. the half
4: one right here? No, this, this, this could have no, been another half. It could have been. But, he I, got but it. I got it accurately after. Okay, uh,
8: Number two, ah. Prince, Tom Petty, Rihanna. Wow, I'm gonna go with
5: half time shows where so you, oh, okay, yeah.
10: you got it that's right. Yeah.
5: You know, I actually almost said all from Minnesota, and then I got to—I I realized that I have no idea where Rihanna and Tom Petty are from. <laughs>
4: My, what, what, so what, one did, what the, was the other answer? So I said musicians. They said e-. I said no, no that's right. They are musicians. musicians, but then it's I said halftime
5: show. Well, yeah, think,
8: okay,
4: yeah. yeah. That was a
8: full. I mean, that, he's right. He's
4: that Tom was Petty. a car Petty. Tom Petty is right, right. Florida,
12: by the way. Right. And
8: Rihanna's right. from Barbados, the country. Oh, is that right? Okay. She's yeah, yeah, Game not even from America. It's Very similar. It's similar. I miss Tom Petty. Number three. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Josh Hart. Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook, and Josh Hart. Wow. Uh, This is hard now. Did you get this one right? No. He did not.
5: I
6: did
8: not. The one that he got clean wrong.
5: Durant went to Texas. Who was uh, Westbrook went to UCLA, so it's not a college thing.
4: Think
6: that's second.
5: I'm going to go with they all played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's exactly that's what, what,
4: I he that's that's what I said. That's, that's, what, I that's what I said. That's that's what what I, what I said. The thing. I, said the exact well, I don't thing. I said the <laughs> thing. I said the He did not. No, he didn't. That's where I got. They
8: were all traded, were all traded at the deadline this year. Oh my they god! They just traded. I see, Twenty-four sometimes, hours. Sometimes
4: Andrew, we, it's yeah.
8: so easy. Yeah,
12: that's a good one. Okay. The last Twenty-four hours. Yeah.
8: Number four. Good one. Pelham Bay, Union Square, and Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. These are
5: all stops on the four of the six train, the, uh, the, uh, the Green Line. I said yeah. Green Line, too. Right. Six. You're you're right. Because you're a real, right, yeah, you
8: know, a
5: real New Yorker. Right. Like w- yeah, absolutely. A real New Yorker like WABC. Because I once fell asleep coming back from the uh, Baja Club. Yeah. And I slept on the six train for two days, <laughs> like a homeless guy. I swear to God, two stories. <laughs> Next right? thing you
6: knew, you were in the doctor's oh. office <laughs> and you <laughs> were taking a needle <meal> and,
8: and <laughs> you were reading For help. For an yeah. All right, number This is one he got half wrong. We, we gave so him wait a second. So, oh. Okay, okay, number so five. this is the, the hook. Half. This okay. the hook. All right. Number five. You're, I think you're going to get a full here. You'll get this. Number five, Ebony Williams, Juliet Huddy, Ron Kuby.
4: These are all partners of Curtis Sliwa. That's clean. that's clean. I said all fired by WABC, and I got the no, and then I said Curtis Sliwa. Were they all fired? Yeah, that's incorrect. Ebony left. Ah, uh, not fired. Okay, so that's right. a full incorrect. You We're taking anyway. out half a point here. No, no, you can you take win. The half
5: a point. You that's win. fine. So yeah. I
4: lose by half point.
5: You all, all three, um, wow. I mean, all three were, well, they uh, they worked hard as partners. Right. That's that's the answer right there. So, yeah, I a game, man. It's I love this game. I like this is one this one, your one. favorite one, Andrew? Uh, yeah, that's what you I lost to. this
4: one, so no, I don't <laughs> like this one. <laughs> I, I like Well, to. tomorrow
5: it. we're going to like play it. a football Friday, and we'll close out today's show by getting Andrew Giuliani's opinion on this big game coming up on Sunday, the Super Bowl between the Eagles and Chiefs. We'll go to Arizona with Andrew right into this.
3: Hey, my best
0: this is Sid and Friends in the Morning. From our friends. 77 WABC.
12: All
5: right, uh, more Ed Sullivan, the Beatles. I believe it was... um How many years ago was it again? 64, 59, 59, yeah. 59 years ago today, the Beatles debuted on the Ed Sullivan Show. A couple of minutes to go. Sunday's a big game. Almost everybody has weighed in. And almost everybody says the same thing in New York. I hate the Eagles, but they're going to win. Andrew Giuliani, I know you hate the Eagles. We got that. That's kind of like mm-hmm. R-S-T-L-N-E in Wheel of Fortune. Right, 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 right. We got that. Now pick five new vowels.
4: Incontinence. <laughs> <And laughs> I despise the Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? Um, Look, I think, and this is obviously some from the heart here, but I think Mahomes is going to show a little bit of magic. Obviously, part of it is, is he 50% or is he 90% on that high ankle sprain? If he's 50%, it's tough to not see the Eagles win in this game. But if he's 80 90%, I think you saw it in that last play, I think he's going to be able to do just a little bit more. And also, look, Jalen Hurts, since he came back, he hasn't really been pressured by the Giants. Wasn't really pressured. Missed some throws against San Francisco. I think the Eagles are a more complete team, but I think that the difference is going to be at quarterback there. So I will take the Kansas City Chiefs in a very close victory. So you would take them on the money line then? Don't get a point at half. I would take them on the money line. Wow. I would take them on the money line. What are you getting? Plus a plus 105 or something like that? Uh, on the money I think line? a little more. Okay, but you'll be actively rooting. Well, you make
5: you're going to wager on it, too, I know, I, I but you'll really be actively rooting for Kansas City. Yes, your dad will be wearing like a Len Dawson jersey, Absolutely. and you'll wear
4: Mahomes. I'm going to put on the Andy Reid outfit. As a matter of fact, <laughs> and It looks like a walrus. It's going to be it good. Is, it is funny how many people sit in the stands and look like look him. Look like Reed. that one how guy. How did he do, they do that? Exactly I know. Like how do he do that? exactly like him? You put on some weight, you know. You I get know. The mustache. You get the, the the laminated thing, and you're. you're going I to guess because
5: that that one guy you're
4: talking about looks I, just. I thought it was him. Looks just like. Yes, Andy Reid. By the way, big big trunk. Trump guy yeah. was planning on having dinner with the president at the White House about a week after COVID ended up blowing everything up. Is
5: that right? Yeah. So is Donald Trump going to be at the game on
4: Sunday? Uh, well, we know that Dr. Jill Biden is going to be there. And they oh, probably right. will not be sitting together. Oh, that would be is. fun, though. Yes. How great would that be? Uh, Biden and Trump. <laughs> Eagles and Reed, Kansas I don't City. I think he would get the greeting that uh, the second gentleman got. Yeah, I don't think so I don't either. think there'd be a makeup. Well, sorry. who knows? You never know.
5: Hey, great job again today. I enjoyed it immensely. Did you? It was great stuff. I certainly did. Good. I'm not looking forward to the next three hours of Curtis Lewa <laughs> <laughs>
12: no.
5: and what You're, he's going to bring. You'll be back on Monday, right? I'll be back on President's Monday. President's Day. Absolutely. Absolutely a big show, Gary Jenkins, who just served as the homeless. I'm not even exactly sure the title is, right. but I got a call from City Hall okay. to put him on yesterday. Ah, and he's gonna join us
0: on Monday. Okay. So, maybe be he's a yeah.
5: uh, new new <laughs> I think he's retiring okay. anyway. Uh, great job by Andrew Giuliani today. Terrific job by all of you guys. Lou Rapino is always hilarious. Macedonia, Phil, doing no man's work. Great job by Dev Valentine, Norm Layden, all of our guests today, Judge Napolitano, Bill O'Reilly, and Bo Dito. Huge show coming your way tomorrow. The beautiful Elizabeth Pipko will be sitting in with me, but we got guests all morning long. Jania Butler, Curtis Slewa, Mike Francesa, Joe Tacopina, Danny Ape on the movie Gemini Lounge. will be at Rayo's with Paul later on tonight. And Frank Catania from Real Housewives of New Jersey, all on Sid and Friends tomorrow morning. Have yourselves a great Thursday until 6 a.m. tomorrow, folks. From all of us to all of you, happy 81 to Carol King.
10: Peace.